even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow, I still have a dream. It is a dream deeply rooted in the American dream. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. That one day on the red hills of Georgia, the sons of former slaves and the sons of former slave owners will be able to sit down together at the table of brotherhood. I have a dream. Look deeper into what you think you see. Feel for what you think you hear. Break free from the chains of evolution. The realist juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. Is World War III about to begin? World War III and the Third World War are names given to a hypothetical worldwide large-scale military conflict subsequent to World War I and World War II. The term has been in use since at least as early as 1941. Some apply it loosely to limited or more minor conflicts such as the Cold War or the War on Terror. In contrast, others assume that such a conflict would surpass prior world wars in both scope and destructive impact. Due to the development of nuclear weapons in the Manhattan Project which were used in the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and the Nagasaki near the end of World War II and their subsequent acquisition and deployment by many countries afterward, the potential risk of a nuclear apocalypse causing widespread destruction of Earth's civilization and life is a common theme in speculations about the Third World War. Another primary concern is that biological warfare could cause many casualties. It could happen intentionally or accidentally or by an accidental release of a biological agent, the unexpected mutation of an agent or its adaption to other species after use. Large-scale apocalyptic events like these caused by advanced technology used for destruction could render most of Earth's surface uninhabitable. Before the beginning of World War II in 1939, World War I between 1914 and 1918 was believed to have been the world war to end all wars. It was potentially believed that never again could there possibly be a global conflict of this such size and magnitude. During the interwar period World War, it was typically referred to simply as the Great War. The outbreak of World War II disproved the hope that humanity might have outgrown the need for widespread global wars. With the advent of the Cold War in 1947, and the spread of nuclear weapons technology to the Soviet Union, the possibility of a third global conflict increased. During the Cold War years, the possibility of the Third World War was anticipated and planned by military and civil authorities in many countries. Scenarios range from conventional warfare to limited to total nuclear warfare. At the height of the Cold War, the doctrine of mutually assured destruction, MAD, which determined that all-out 
nuclear confrontation would destroy all of the states involved in the conflict developed. The potential for the absolute destruction of human species may have contributed to both American and Soviet leaders avoiding such a scenario. The various global military conflicts that have occurred since the start of the 21st century, most recently the Russian invasion of Ukraine in 2022 alongside rising tensions between the United States and China, have been perceived as potential flashbacks or triggers for the Third World War. With the war between Israel and Hamas, tensions between the United States and other countries have risen to an all-time high chance of World War III alongside with the possible use of nuclear weapons. It's my great honor. Fuck you, Klaus Schwab. Fuck you. I got plenty of words for you, but at the end of the day, fuck you and your new world order, and fuck the horse you rode in on, and all your shit. Trump the Don, back at it again. Shout out to the Trump Latinos. Gays for Trump, Asians for Trump, Black for Trump, Jews for Trump. Whole damn world for Trump. Gang, gang. Excuse me, fuck Joe Biden. 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 MAGA is the gang, and I'm banging my set now. Someone tell the hood, me and YG friends now. Can't even blame you. Hate me cause the fake news. Evil looks good, and good evil is a shame too. I'm good with the Hoovers. Good with the bloods, even wrote in Crips and Crenshaw, show me love. Ask Chief Keith, old black rock with Trump. Michael Bano's in the 305 Gabola. I took a trip to the hood and asked them a question. They said they don't feel Joe Biden represent them. They wanna take away your guns, but I keep the burner. PPP on me, you can call me Stimmy Turner. Biden cry family, Joe losing sanity. The left is running radically, incoherent rambling. Jew for Trump, gay for Trump, glad for Trump naturally. Latinos, Asians, and every nationality. Excuse me. Fuck Joe Biden. 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 Sleepy Joe, it's time to wake your ass up. Guess we ain't black cause we all going Trump. MAGA got no color. Patriots united. Democrats always wanted us divided. Presidential NFTs, niggas for Trump. Someone tell Barack that he ain't one of us. Brain dead idiot destroying entire nation. Gonna be hard to kill us all even with a vaccination. Trump was right about everything. I said Trump was right about everything The more you and I, you ignite the flame Trump was right about everything It's hard to kill us all, even with a vaccination The more you and I, we unite You gotta fight for your rights, don't comply Excuse me, fuck Joe Biden 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 Excuse me Fuck Joe Biden. Excuse me. Fuck Joe Biden. Welcome to The Realist Juggernaut. I'm your host, John Neff. Always remember, there's a powerful force in realism where being real is always important. There are too many fake people in this world, and they will lie to you. And I mean lie to you to get what they want. So be a juggernaut. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of The Realist Juggernaut. 
I hope everybody's doing well today. I know I am. I'm feeling a lot better. Um, it has been a long, stressful couple of weeks, a lot of business to attend to, and got through it. So moving on. So here we are in our second part of the Illuminati situation and the Cabal. You guys need to understand that this stuff is real. It is not fake. There are people in this world that are evil and nasty too. And I'm sure you guys know that. And um, what it all boils down to is money and power. And it's been going on for a very long time, for centuries, long time. There is always somebody that wants to be more powerful than you and tell you what to do and take what you have. But it is hard because a lot of people would not want to think that their own government would want to hurt them in any way. But there's a reality to all of this. In reality, these entities exist and they will do what they need to do to get what they want from you. And they will move forward with that. Even if it means killing you. That's right, I said that. Even if it means killing you. Because when you got billions and billions of people in the world, you cannot be controlled easily. They can implement all the laws that they want to, and they still wouldn't be able to control you. Too many people. So what's the best way to control you? Well, that's to depopulize. So that's what they're up to. They're trying to depopulize the world. This way, you can be more easily controlled. It's a sick world. It's people got real serious problems. And, uh, you know, I know this, like, even with my past, how things went, um, I didn't have, you know, the greatest life because, you know, there were entities in my life that got in the way of how I wanted to live. And, you know, I've had judges in my past that have judged me wrong and didn't want to hear anything I had to say. When you got corrupt people in office or corrupt judges in the courtrooms, you are going to be screwed. You understand? Because the only way you might get your way out of things is if they actually like you. In other words, yeah, I mean, they can look at you and if they don't like the way you look, you, you you ain't winning. You're not going to get heard. And this is proven true. I mean, look what Donald Trump's going through. Look what Alex Jones going through. You know, that is just proof. My situation happened way before that. So this was in the works for a long time. And there are a lot of people in my shoes that have ended up in situations like I have. Broke, 
No money, can't afford a lawyer, get in front of a judge and get screwed. And they even tell you right to your face that you don't matter. That you're a fool for getting in front of them without a lawyer. But when you're broke and they make you broke, how can you afford a lawyer? And that's their intent. I've said this before in the past. Their intent with Donald Trump is to make him broke so he can't run. Put him through as many court cases that they can and break that wallet. So, and that's what they're doing. That's what they thought they were going to do with Alex Jones. And that's what they think they're going to do with Donald Trump. Get that? I wish there was an easier way to put this, but there really is not. You have to understand it. You have to go through it to understand it. You have to feel what they do to you to understand it. And believe me, the feeling of going through these things is not fun. It's mind-boggling and it's fucked up. You know, our Constitution is not set up the way they're implementing things. So therefore, in their eyes, the Constitution doesn't exist. So when you got people in office that don't believe in the Constitution, then you have a rogue government. And they deceive you. When they put their hand on the Bible, they deceive God when they take the oath. Because after they're done taking their oath, they don't have intentions to following through with it. And that's pure evil. If you could put your hand on the Bible and lie and take an oath to that Bible and take an oath to the Constitution, that's evil. And it is what it is. But the only way to take on these situations is to do it legally through the system. We don't want a war. There's too many people. Too many people. There's too much bloodshed. So obviously you don't want to take that route. Not to mention the government's got a hell of a lot more weapons than we do. If it continues, do I believe that there will be some sort of an attempt to that? I believe that because I believe that people are very upset. I believe that people are very stressed. You know, when you take a free people that used to being free and you try to cage them up, they go insane. And uh, that's what's starting to happen. I mean, the, the economy is just just horrible. The everything's so expensive now. Um, I remember when I can go over to the reservation and get a gallon of gas for 90 cents or even at a regular gas station and get a ga gallon of gas for like a dollar 55 a gallon. Those times are gone, man. They are gone. And, uh, I don't think we're ever going to get that back. I think the damage is, is done. And I'm not trying to be all gloom and doom, but I mean, what do you want me to say? I can't sit here and pretend that it's all good. I can't sit here and pretend that everything's going to be all right, because I honestly don't think so. I honestly think that the people that we have in government right now, in all the channels of the government, I believe are out for a bigger purpose. 
And that bigger purpose is not us. That you need to understand. They don't care about us. Trust that. So where do we go? Where do we head? One thing's for damn sure. We need to band together. And uh, no matter what our differences are. And believe me, there are a lot of people with big differences that actually listen. But you have to grab the attention from those people. If you don't get their attention, then they're never going to want to listen to you. So sometimes I think that when people on the right and the left argue, they don't know how to be a mediator. In. There's no one in there that, to, that, that will mediate the situation or even try because either one side or the other is going to say something that pisses the other side off. So you have no mediation, unfortunately. And uh, that's where we're at. So what do you do with a government that only works one-sided? Because that's what it is. Um, these people in office, these Democrats, and some Republicans, um, they're only out for their own wallets. Um, and I could tell just by, I mean, just listen to Chuck Schumer. I mean, listen to how he talks. He talks as if he owns you. In other words, if you don't listen to him, you're not going to get your way. It's disgusting. We, the people own the government, whether you're on the left or if you're on the right, those individuals do not own the government. They work for us. So whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right, those people in government work for us. I mean, me, myself, I'm tired of hearing, you know, about everything being one sided because that's all it is. These Democrats run around and uh, say things to the Republicans like, oh, well, we'll give you one shot. One shot. Good old Chucky Schrumer said that. One shot. But you got to get those votes. You need to get 60 Democrats to vote on it. But we're giving you one shot. One shot? Come on, man. But that's what I'm talking about. You can't run this government on one side of deal. It, it just, this is why we're, we're at where we're at. Most of the time, the Democrats get what they want when they put a bill in. The Republicans get a few things here or there, maybe once in a while. But most of the time, the Democrats get whatever they want. So, how do you get rid of that? How do you get rid of that tension? Because I don't know. I truly don't. I don't know what to say. I don't even know where to go with my thoughts on it. I mean, seriously, though. I mean, should we add another party to it? Because I think that's not going to work either. Because then you're just expanding government. And we don't want to expand government. I mean, who wants to expand government anyways? Um, that would be flat out stupid, but, uh, 
us, the individual, we the people, need to make big changes. Um, whether you're on the left, whether you're on the right, we have to make these changes. We got to make it work. Because if we lose the Constitution, if these people get their way and do what they want and get rid of the Constitution, we're done. We're already starting to look like a third world country. But you have to understand the powers at play or the powers to be or whatever you want to call it. You have the Illuminati and you have the Cabal. You have the devil. What we're looking at here is good versus evil. Um, trying to make a case for this is very hard to do. And it's very hard to sell to people because they think it's all bullshit. But the proof is in the pudding. It's coming out more and more. People are coming out more and more. Um, look at Cat Williams. I mean, perfect example. Shocked the world when he came out and said what he had to say. And all that. he pissed a lot of people off. Literally. Um, but that's good, though. Because these people in the Illuminati that are a part of the Cabal need to be exposed. It needs to be dealt with. And we need to weed these people out. Because if we don't, it's over. Okay? Um, the Bible, Revelations, explains that this was coming. And more and more every day, it is absolutely proven right again. And uh, it is what it is, but I'm going to read you something. You take it for what it is. And... Um, you know, try to spread the word. Try to move forward with the truth. Explaining to people what's really going on. What we're really facing. Because it just isn't looking good. As you guys know, um, today is Martin Luther King Jr.'s day. And I wonder what he would say about what's going on in his country. I know one thing. He'd be very disappointed. Unfortunately, I'm ashamed too. It's, it's disgusting what's going on. And also I want to touch base on a few things um, that I have received in email. Which I really appreciate you guys for doing. You guys you know, are doing great listening, tuning in, and sharing or whatever. Um, but people want to know why we play other people's stuff. That's what we do here at The Realist Juggernaut. We recast a lot of the stuff because a lot of the stuff gets missed and a lot of people don't get to hear it. So that's why we do what we do. It's very important that we do because those people need to hear too. So whoever don't, you know, hear Alex Jones or Glenn Beck or anybody else or Tucker Carlson um, and they tune in here. They get to know who they are and they tune into us at the same time. So we like to recast all the good stuff and um, because all that information is true, you know, um, 
So we like to recast it. And as far as the web pages go, like Facebook and all that other stuff, I recast, you know, other news articles and everything else that are true. So this way you guys, you know, can share it and share it with other people. So people can see the truth and read the truth and, and whatnot. So I find it very important that we do that. So that's what this is all about. And uh, with you tuning in and, and, you know, listening to what we put out, I greatly appreciate it. And it shows because the numbers are doing very well and numbers don't lie. So moving on, um, I am going to be debuting my son's new song. It's called Black Hole. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy it. He wrote it, composed it, did it all himself. And as you guys know, I am a musician myself. I am a creator. I create things. And my genes went to my kids, so they create things too. And of course, you'll know it when you hear it. According to theholyscript.com, the Bible has much to say about the New World Order and the implications of it. It is a concept that has been around for centuries, and its relevance continues to remain a highly contested and debated topic. According to the Bible, the New World Order is an age in which a single government will encompass the world and oversee everything from economics to morality. It is a harsh period of great darkness and suffering that the Bible calls the end times, or the period of the Antichrist. Eschatology is the study of the end of the world, and the Bible consistently emphasizes the signs and symbols of this period. Eschatology looks at the Bible view and end times and how it ties into our current society, and the New World Order is one often cited as a key part of this. In the Bible, the New World Order is preceded by the period of decay and disaster, which can be seen as commentary of today's tumultuous times. The Bible speaks explicitly of the coming global government. This government is often referred to as the one world government or a beast of government because in the Bible, when it is created, it is seen as a great beast rising out of the sea and ruling the whole world. In the book of Revelation, it is mentioned several times as the Antichrist government. This government is seen as a terrible force that wages war against the followers of God and persecutes those that remain faithful to him. According to biblical prophecy, the New World Order is a time of great tribulation and suffering where the followers of God must remain strong and endure despite the evil that is being carried out. In the Bible, this period of suffering is referred to as the Great Tribulation. During this time, the forces of evil will seek to undermine the foundation of faith in God and His truth. There is no definite answer as to when the New World Order will take effect, as it is constantly being debated and interpreted by theologians and biblical scholars. It is believed by some that it is currently underway and can be seen in an increasing prevalence of global laws, institutions, and technologies, leading to a more unified and interconnected world. The New World Order is an extremely divisive concept. Some believe that it has positive purpose and will be a beneficial force, while others view it as an evil force of great magnitude. In the Bible, 
This conflict between God and evil is highlighted in the book of Revelation and events leading up to the New World Order. The current state of the world is highly suggestive of the New World Order, as global institutions and laws are being increasingly adopted and implemented throughout the world. Globalization has become a pervasive force that is connecting societies, countries, and economies in a way that were unimaginable even in a few decades ago. The rise of technology has also enabled governments to have more control over their citizens, leading to less freedom and privacy for individuals. Additionally, global trade and multinational organizations are making it easier for governments to have a unified platform for goods and services. This is creating a situation where national governments are becoming more and more powerful and less accountable to people. The New World Order will have numerous economic implications as there will be a shift in the way the economy operates. Globalization is already leading to a more unified economic system where decisions made by one country will have ripple effects across the world. This will make the global economy more sensitive and more vulnerable to the outside threats. Additionally, the power of global organizations such as the World Bank and International Monetary Fund will grow exponentially. This can lead to an increased level of inequality and financial exploitation of some countries by these powerful organizations. It is these kinds of economic policies that can lead to economic stagnation or even collapse in some countries. Furthermore, the New World Order will lead to a situation where nations are no longer economically independent. This can lead to a situation where countries are economically dependent on each other and are unable to take control of their own economic futures. This can lead to a situation where countries become pawns in a larger global game. The political implications of the New World Order are vast, as it will lead to a shift in the way politics is conducted around the world. The emergence of globalization has led to increased levels of cooperation between countries as well as increased levels of integration. This means that decisions made by one country will have ripple effects across the world. Furthermore, global institutions such as the United Nations and the European Union have increased their influence and power in the world. These global organizations have the ability to pass laws and regulations that countries must adhere to and this can lead to a situation where national governments are at their mercy. This can lead to a loss of individual liberty and freedom as well as a loss of national sovereignty. Additionally, the emergence of global networks such as the internet and global media have made it easier for governments to monitor their citizens and control the flow of information. This type of unrestricted access to information can lead to increased levels of surveillance and manipulation. Intergovernmental organizations, IGOs, are a crucial part of the New World Order as they can enable countries to cooperate in areas such as security, trade, and economics. The recent emergence of the World Trade Organization has enabled countries to form agreements and cooperate on a global scale. Additionally, the proliferation of the regional and international organization has further increased the level of interdependence between countries. Furthermore, the emergence of transnational organizations such as the International Criminal Court and the International Atomic Energy Agency 
have enabled governments to come together for the purpose of enforcing global standards and laws. This can lead to increased levels of accountability from governments and for a more unified system of justice and governance. The New World Order will also lead to a situation where governments need to cooperate in order to tackle global issues such as climate change and poverty. In order to do this, they will need to form effective strategies with each other and work together on a global scale. The role of religion in the New World Order is an important factor to consider, as it can determine how the world is viewed and understood. Religion can be seen as both a blessing and a curse, as it can either provide hope and sense of meaning or be used to oppress and control. The Bible places great emphasis on religion, and in the end times it is seen as the great source of strength and comfort to those that remain faithful. The Bible also recognizes the power that religion has to manipulate and deceive and warns of the dangers of being led astray by false prophets. As the world becomes increasingly unified, the need for a global religion that can provide unity and hope is likely to grow. This can lead to a situation where the world chooses one religion as the official global religion, which could lead to increased levels of conflict and tension if certain rights and liberties are not respected. The general role of religion in New World Order is unpredictable, but it is certain that it will play a significant role in how the world is shaped and understood. It is up to the individuals to decide how they view the world and how they want to express their faith in a globalized world. In conclusion, the New World Order is an extremely contentious concept. It is one that has been around for centuries and is seen as a time of great darkness and suffering. The Bible speaks of the signs and symbols that will herald its arrival, and many have interpreted these as pointing to our current state of global chaos and disorder. From an economic perspective, the New World Order will likely lead to greater levels of global interdependence and a greater power of global institutions. Additionally, the political implications of the New World Order will be vast, as it will lead to a shift in a way governments interact and a loss of individual liberties and freedom. Finally, the role of religion in a New World Order is unpredictable, but it is certain that it will play a significant role in how the world is shaped and understood. Ultimately, it is up to the individuals to decide how they view the world and how they want to express their faith in a globalized world.
infamous Albert Pike letter to Mazzini, known as the Illuminati Plan for Three World Wars, was allegedly written by Albert Pike in 1871. The letter outlines a plan to foment three world wars in an attempt to take over the world. It is claimed that the letter was on display in the British Museum Library until 1977, but the British Museum denies this claim. Some suggest that the use of the word Nazism in 1871 proves that the letter is a fraud, and others say the same about Zionism, but Zionism existed back then. Zionism was made official in the late 1800s as a non-religious nationalist movement arguing that the Bible was proof that Jews had a lawful claim to the land of Palestine, an area that was currently inhabited by a population that has lived there relatively peacefully for centuries. Around the alleged writing of this Albert Pike letter, Jews began immigrating to Palestine with the intention of someday creating a state of Israel, which did not happen until 1948, after World War II and the creation of the United Nations. Albert Pike joined the Fraternal Independent Order of Oddfellows in 1840. By 1859, he was elected Sovereign Grand Commander of the Scottish Rite's Southern Jurisdiction and remained Sovereign Grand Commander for the rest of his life. He was definitely aware of Zionism, and if this Illuminati plan is true, then his use of the word Nazi is plausible. Either way, the letter is worth a read, and the closer we get to the end game, the more accurate this letter appears to be. The Illuminati Plan for Three World Wars The First World War must be brought about in order to overthrow the Tsars in Russia and make that country a fortress of atheistic communism. The divergences caused by agents of the Illuminati between the British and Germanic empires will be used to foment this war. After the war, Communism will be used to destroy other governments and weaken the religions. The Second World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences between the fascists and the political Zionists. This war must be brought about so that Nazism is destroyed and political Zionism is strong enough to institute a sovereign state of Israel in Palestine. During the Second World War, international communism must become strong enough to balance Christendom, which would be restrained and held in check until the time when we would need it for the final social cataclysm. The Third World War must be fomented by taking advantage of the differences caused by the agents of the Illuminati between the political Zionists and the leaders of Islam. The war must be conducted in such a way that Islam and political Zionism mutually destroy each other. Meanwhile, the other nations, once more divided on this issue, will be constrained to fight to the point of complete physical, moral, spiritual, and economic exhaustion. We shall unleash the nihilists and the atheists, and we shall provoke a formidable social cataclysm which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effect of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and of the most bloody turmoil. Then, everywhere, the citizens, obliged to defend themselves against the world minority of revolutionaries, will exterminate those destroyers of civilization. And the multitude, disillusioned with Christianity, whose deistic spirits will from that moment be without compass or direction, 
anxious for an ideal, but without knowing where to render its adoration, will receive the true light through the universal manifestation of the pure doctrine of Lucifer, brought finally out in the public view. This manifestation will result from the general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. Whoever wrote this letter had the vision to see where this is all going. By manipulating our beliefs and emotions, mankind has been herded into these wars like cattle to the slaughter. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. Welcome back to the Alex Jones Show. I'm your guest host, Maria Z. Apologies, everyone, for the short segment there with Shimon Yanowitz straight out of Israel. Uh, we needed to get to Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, who'll be joining us in just one moment. Uh, you know, we will definitely, definitely get Shimon on. I'm planning on talking with him about some new discoveries that he has regarding the injections, which is what I usually interview him about. Uh, and we'll definitely touch on the geopolitical with him in that interview as well. So that will be up on Z Media and band.video uh, in due course. Lieutenant Colonel Chambers uh, should be with us now online to give us the US military perspective, but he's he's a, a, the perfect person to speak on this as well because he served such a long time in the Middle East region. Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome and uh, good to see you again, Maria. It's great to see you. Look, I, I, uh, I think that this is a very precarious time. I just uh, spoke about um, President uh, Vladimir Putin says that the creation of Palestinian state is a necessity. This is a very, very, I mean, th this is a statement of biblical proportions. We're looking at potentially a lot of Christians are perceiving this as the Gog and Magog war. Uh, but I want to talk to you about the border. I want to, you know, Michael Yon was just on InfoWars this week discussing the fact that many, many, apart from the fact that we all know uh, military-aged men are crossing the border a lot from the Middle East, what do you think uh, is could unfold here, Lieutenant Colonel Chambers? Right. And well, in, the, in the fog of war and in the chaos that ensues, you know, back in the in the old days, they put smoke screens across the battlefield. Well, now the smoke screen screens are created by the information wars that take place. And uh, you know, you can you can uh, you can use psyops, uh, which is a different form of information war. And uh, what and you can use fear. Now, the the enemy, the cabal, uses fear. And so, this fear that was that has been created, uh, in my my estimate, my understanding, uh, look. Israel, this, this situation with Israel per pertains directly to this border situation as, as that kind of smokescreen. But for them, it's not a smokescreen, now it's the mainline effort. And, and when you see something like this take place with one of the most uh, astute intelligence agencies in the world, unable to predict that this was about to happen, that doesn't make a lick of sense, as we say here in Texas. So, we have to consider that, and that makes the red flags go up. That's the, that's when the flags go up, and you say, "All right, this is this is not uh, the Israel that we would expect to respond to something like this." Therefore, our flags go up here on the border. 
and and so now we're we're talking about. Uh, I mean, I, I didn't get the chance to send this through to the team before we started today, uh, but we've actually had uh, a pro, you know pro-Palestine supporters here in Sydney, Australia, uh, chanting in the streets, "Gas the Jews," which is abhorrent. Uh, and you know, of course, as soon as propaganda comes out from the lying media, people go and pick a side. It's what I started this segment talking about, and it's exactly what they want you to do. Uh, but, you know, what are the... We're talking... Shimon just uh, alluded to the fact that Hezbollah is a very real threat and Lebanon may uh, come in and, and you know, use this opportunity. What about in the United States? Uh, you've just had an EBS test. You've, you've had all these people flooding the border. What are the chances of this type of escalation there as tensions increase in the Middle East? Right, so I'll, I'll paint the, the picture here for the past 20 years, and, and especially for me over the past several years working on the border, paying attention to uh, national security issues, uh, cells inside this country, and for different things. But but before I do that, I want to I clarify something with this. When people start getting emotional and start picking sides, the cooler heads have to prevail. We have to talk facts because we got to dispel these rumors of fear and stop these because these things are what are separating and dividing us, you know, divided we fall kind of thing. So that's number one. So what we're looking at here is Hezbollah and Hamas both are operating in this country. They have been for the past several years. I speak regularly with Todd Bensman, who's a senior fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies, very astute gentleman when it comes to this. And he writes a lot of stuff and he has things go back 10 years on this particular infiltration, if you will. So let's just consider Hezbollah at this time. So there's a unit 910, 910, that is the, um, it's the external security organization. So think of them kind of like they're doing intelligence operations, which is, uh, you know, gathering information and they, within our within our borders, they've been doing it for a long time, coming across, several, several of them have been rolled up coming across our Southern border over the past 10 years. So when we get down to the story, what they're really doing those, those particular individuals were not rolled up for, for a pre-9-11 or a pre-terrorist uh, attack, but they're preparing the battlefield for those next cells to come in. That's where, we, that's where we're at now. So they, they also function as a, uh, a, a money-gathering uh, institu- institution as well, kind of like the mafia leaning on people in the local communities that are lo- of Lebanese or Muslim descent. So you have that combination of what those those ESOs do, those external security organizations do. Now, now we look at Venezuela and the tie to Hezbollah, and that's what I'm going to deal with right now because that's closest to my canoe. I usually use that term. Uh, and Hezbollah is Iran, Shia Muslims from Iran that were uh, Ayatollah Khomeini's uh, disciples, if you will. And so that those people operate out of Lebanon. But there is a close tie to Hezbollah with Venezuela. So Venezuela is an upheaval the last 10 years or so. Uh, and uh, now we see regularly, regularly on my border, on this border, hundreds of countries coming across and the predominant Muslim nation countries that have come across now are Venezuelan, but uh, not Muslim, Muslim country, but the, the ties to Muslim countries uh, of terrorist organiz- organizations, Venezuela, straight up. Lots of folks just come out of jail down there. They were released from prison. Uh, and that is so right now within the past month or so, I know of at least the numbers right around 10,000 have come across the southern border. Uh, and that is well, Venezuela. That's, that, that's what 
I mean, your, your your information matches exactly what Michael Yon's reported. You're both doing tremendous work on the border, uh, and we're so grateful for you. What does this mean for the United States, considering all these people with terrorist ties are just flooding in? Are they preparing right. for something? Yeah. Well, we have to we have to think that way because. Um, if they're bringing in people that are not just collectors on the on the street, not just information or intelligence collectors, but we're bringing in people of nefarious character and nature and more violent, extreme type characters, then I have to go there. I have to go there. I cannot do anything but think that. Uh, I don't have anything particular. Uh, if I did, uh, I would probably uh, get it to the right sources, but I have not run across anything particular of any elements like that inside. I know they're here. I just don't have any anything that I can pinpoint. Well, we appreciate that insight uh, and also dispelling the fear because, uh, you know, it's it, this, this isn't about telling everyone that we're at imminent threat, but it's also at the, the point is to always be aware that you're at imminent threat because we are at war. We have been at war for some time uh, just because we can't physically see it like the people in Israel and Palestine right now or the people in Russia and Ukraine doesn't mean it's not happening. Uh, on the other side of the break, I want to get into some of the other developments uh, inside the United States with you, Lieutenant Colonel Chambers. Uh, we, we've uh, you Maybe you can verify for me, I just heard word that there is um, uh, Texas is making efforts to ensure that mandates can never come back uh, and uh, and and there there are some very positive things happening do you think that that Texas uh, is going to be really the, the the shining light for the rest of the country Texas is is uh, is the shining light from my standpoint because I, I'm here but also I'm seeing some wins we had our attorney general that just came out of uh, uh, so-called, you know, so sabbatical because he was being investigated. He's out. He's swinging now. He's swinging on some information that Michael Yan and Ann Bannersteel and myself were able to reveal over there with this big uh, 48, 40 square mile property for illegals to be housed. So those things are happening. He's coming out. He's he's squaring up for it. Uh, the fight as well as the uh, counter mandate fight, which is amazing news here. But remember this, for, for the United States, Texas is the first domino over the flyover states, the center states, not the East Coast or West Coast, uh, the conservative strongholds. Uh, Texas is that first domino and it, and, we, and it cannot fall. Absolutely agree with you. Uh, having visited Texas myself uh, <laughs> and seeing what you're saying firsthand, uh, I couldn't agree with you more. Stay with us. We'll be back on the other side of the break with Lieutenant Colonel Chambers for his closing comments and analysis and share this broadcast everywhere. You're not getting this anywhere else. Info. We are living in times of biblical proportions. People, Russian President Vladimir Putin says creation of Palestinian state is necessary. Meanwhile, breaking news, Joe Biden has said, uh, issued a warning to other powers, quote, thinking of taking advantage of the situation, end quote. And he says, quote, I have one word, don't, end quote. So uh, very, very interesting developments right now with Lieutenant Colonel Pete Chambers live. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, I want to ask you, uh, Biden is, you know, breaking his word right now, talking about, uh, you know, building the wall now. Do you think that the United States may rethink their, their the, the, or the, the O'Biden administration may rethink its position on this wall considering this threat or has it been planned all along? What do you think is going to happen now? Right. So anytime I hear anything about Joe Biden, first of all, I have to consider what's going on in the shadows behind the background of this 
next smoke screen that he's putting up. So we have to watch out. So be on the lookout for the next uh, laptop or the next, you know, uh, child trafficking story that's linked to the to the cabal in D.C. I'm, I'm telling you right now, that's what this is. This is all just smokescreen. There there will be po- probably some panels put up on the border with the with the new fence that he's now decided to do. But uh, it's it's going to be an optic once again, and, and it's a shell game. And just remember, keep your keep your eyes focused on uh, the deeper subjects, the, the more meaningful. Uh, this this thing is uh, that's just an optic. Any, anytime he says anything about the border or any of them, like Mayorkas with DHS optic. Right, but of course the awareness is growing amongst the U.S. population as to how serious this border problem is. Are you seeing more people involved right. in actually putting a stop to this? Right. At the local level, yes. The local action is what's doing it. It is the state. Actually, Governor Abbott is coming forward now with stronger uh, words, but also action to go behind it. And DPS is conducting operations a little more uh, uh, hands-on. We had a fight on the border at Fronton, the island, uh, which is in the Rio Grande Valley across from uh, about the Roma area. If you look on a map, you'll see it. And so there's an island in the middle there where it was used as a stash island. Mexico was claiming it was theirs. The CDN, Cartel del Noreste, was running operations uh, also with uh, CJNJ and G, uh, Jalisco Cartel. Uh, our guys went in, went in there and said, first of all, we did a survey. The state of Texas did a survey, said, no, it's ours. It doesn't belong to either the federal government or the uh, Mexican government. So Texas took a, took a stand on that, and uh, our guys went on to the island and took it back, and uh, and are now burning down all the the uh, foliage so they can't hide anymore on there. So that's what's happening. Well, I'm very encouraged to hear that. I'm I'm glad to hear that more people are taking taking action. Uh, pathetic that the you know the the government of the day is doing nothing about it. Uh, but I, I'm glad to see that that Abbott's taking some action. I want to ask you about people uh, starting to to and we're seeing it a lot on social media, encouraging Americans to arm up or even warning them to do so. Uh, some some pretty big heads saying it as well, not for the sake of you know a, a violent insurrection. As the uh, as the media would claim, and no, these people do not be need to be re-educated, Hillary. Uh, but uh, for the sake of protecting themselves, do you think that uh, there is a, a, a very real reason for people to to consider that right now? Well, in my state, that's the norm, and you you know this. Um, every it, it, it's just the norm. That's how we live, and there's a lot of respect that takes place. Uh, when you when you take the weapons out of the, the legal citizens, you know, uh, lawful citizens' hands, uh, then it's the the bad guys that end up doing all the shooting. Uh, but yeah, I would say that it, that in the in the appropriate locations, uh, and I and I don't try to judge who who is appropriate to, to own a weapon or not, but I definitely don't want to see it in downtown Chicago with a gang. Uh, you know, it's just of course just common sense. But uh, but the rest of it, yeah, we we uh, we kept the Japanese, you know, in their mind from wanting to step foot on American soil when they said behind every bush will be an American with a gun. There is a there is a uh, there's a feeling across the world when I travel. I mean, Americans, oh, cowboys, America, you dang skippy. And that's the way we need to keep that. (laughs) So, yeah. What, what else do you think that people need to know in light of the current tensions in the Middle East and everything really that's unfolding in the world? Uh, what are the immediate things to be aware of? 
Yeah, so immediately, you know, what, what, I, what I would continue to do is always be prepared for any type of uh, false flag event while that is happening. Because once again, that's a big, big ticket item. And, and I feel for those people. I got it. I, I've taken care of people in, in, on combat fields uh, that were the victims of war. And, it, and it's, a, it's a terrible place to be. But we have to be careful uh, that, that, that some false flag or some flag that actually triggers some sort of event like a cyber attack or, you know, when we had our alert the other day, a lot of people were worried about that. I, th I think a different story on that, but uh, but uh, honestly, um, we just, we stay focused on our controllables. And I always say that, stay on the things that you can control and, and you'll be okay, you'll get through this. And there are enough of us now where I believe, and when I say us, the real white hats, you know, the Americans that are that are doing things or people in this world, I mean, you're a white hat. I mean, for that matter, it's not just Americans, but in my, you know, where I live, uh, that I believe that, that we're seeing uh, a shift. And that's why the cabal is so on their heels. And that's why they're so afraid. And they should be afraid uh, because Nuremberg 2.0 will come. There will be retribution. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, but sometimes faith without works is dead. And we might be have to be those hands. I, uh, I agree with your sentiments. Uh, I think that this new development uh, about uh, from coming out of Putin's mouth about uh, the Palestinian state and immediately Joe Biden warning those who are planning to take advantage of this situation. Uh, very, very, uh, you know, th these are comments that, that need to be watched. Some people may feel like, you know, their newsfeed is full of this right now, but this is this is stuff that's impacting the whole world. We're no longer dealing with just local issues, although local issues need to, local action, I should say, needs to happen. Uh, you know, we're dealing with everything that happens any Anywhere in the world affects the rest of us because this is the nature of the Great Reset and the New World Order. Everything is orchestrated to affect the whole world because they want one world government, one world religion, everyone in the same cities, you know, uh, cutouts, uh, synthetic humans that can be, you know, that are malleable and no longer think for themselves. And so this really is the, the war of humanity. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, we've got a couple, couple of minutes minutes here uh, left, I want to ask you about the difference between this war and watching, you know, I mean, you, you've been in physical war, obviously, and you've seen war propaganda, but the greater war of the Great Reset against the people, what are the main differences? Right. And so when you prep the battlefield in kinetic warfare, when we say prep the battlefield, that looks like artillery going in. That looks like, remember the early um, phases of going into Iraq when you saw the, the jets flying in uh, Iraq one and two and blowing up the highway of death and, sh and chasing them all off into the desert. That's what that looks like. That's preparing the battlefield. This preparation has taken 20 years, 100 years. Uh, it's a lot more nefarious. It's insidious, right? It's an insidious onset. And so that onset is like a slow growing cancer that all of a sudden just boom, appears and you say, oh my gosh, it's here now. So that's what that looks like. And that's why that's so hard to fight because you, you, you think that everything's okay and then it just pops up in your face. They take away your freedoms one at a time and uh, and you, you just fall in line like a good lemming uh, in a sheep uh, when, you're, when you really didn't know it was coming. So that's why this war onset is, is so, uh, now all of a sudden everybody's going, what's happening? I mean, family members are calling me, friends are calling me from around the country. What's going on? I didn't know this was, how did you not know? But this is gonna wake up more people, it's okay. It's just, yeah.
Get on the program, folks. Oh, you know, what? I, one particular thing I've noticed, I'll share this observation with you, uh, you know, the, the number of people that were, I thought, were awake uh, and, and you know, understood that the media lies to us, immediately jumping on one or the other side, you know, thinking that they have all the facts. I mean, this is literally a carbon copy. It's not because there's different suffering in different people, but it's a carbon copy of the Russia-Ukraine campaign, is what I'm saying. The campaign is a carbon right. copy where all politicians are coming out, siding with one side. Immediately, we just have to support this. We're not going to ask any questions about this so-called invasion. Uh, everyone right. just follow along. And, you know, the, the support for Israel is very widespread in the United States. That's why, and all over the world, that's why I played that clip earlier to remind people these governments yes, don't yes. care about the people. It doesn't matter which country you're in. It's the same thing. Lieutenant Colonel Chambers, we're out of time today. We so appreciate, first of all, your service, everything you're doing on the border and your time today. You can find more uh, of his work at drpetechambers.com. I want to encourage everyone. I've ordered Alex's book, the autographed copy, as a fundraiser to support InfoWars. Uh, I want to encourage everyone to do the same. I guarantee you, you are not going to find up-to-date information like you have today day on any other broadcast. That's why InfoWars is so important. I'm honoured to be part of it. On to Owen Schroyer. Thank you all and God bless. оборудование здесь находится мощный локатор при этом отстреливают средства активных шестью крылатыми ракетами и каждая ракета провернулась ракета сошла Находимся на главном командном пункте. North Korea and Iran now being linked to Russia and Ukraine in their own ways are a reflection of concerns, even fears of a shortage of weapons and ammunition as this war nears day 600. With North Korea supporting Russia, this is the culmination of that rare summit we saw just last month. Kim Jong-un reportedly had hoped to sell artillery shells and anti-tank missiles. Russian President Vladimir Putin implied they had talked about military cooperation, and now we know this is confirmed. With the U.S. transferring Iranian ammunition here to Ukraine, we know that cash involves more than one million rounds used to power machine guns and Kalashnikov rifles. We also know the U.S. Navy seized those rounds last December. Iran was transferring them by ship to Yemen, which violated a U.N. embargo. Now, U.S. Central Command has confirmed it transferred those munitions here on Monday. With U.S. funding for this country frozen for now, Washington has found this workaround 
thanks to Tehran. <laughs> in Ukraine, in East Asia with China. The United States and its allies are on the decline. They, they're not the powers that they were 30, 40 years ago. The Israeli regime is in no position to threaten Iran because the Israeli regime cannot even destroy the Palestinian people. But the United States, if it does something foolish, then it will be expelled from the region. The United States is very vulnerable. And the price of fuel will go through the roof and it will destroy the Western economies. Okay. And then you'll be seeing violence across Europe and North America. Sorry, we just have to cut it short there. We're back with the Fox News alert. Major U.S. cities on high alert today as a former Hamas leader declares today a global day of jihad urging protesters to join the war against Israel. So police from Los Angeles to New York City are stepping up security as the FBI urges the public to be vigilant. Great, I love when they tell us that. As more mass protests are planned across the nation. This is showing Baghdad crowds, huge crowds, burning Israeli flags during one of the many day of rage protests going on today. Several United States cities, as I mentioned, now on high alert bolstering police presence and increasing security measures around houses of worship, schools, in Jewish communities and beyond, anticipating more pro-Palestinian demonstrations throughout the weekend. And in Israel, the military, again, warning 1.1 million people in northern Gaza to evacuate their homes immediately and head south. They have less than 24 hours to do that now because that call came several hours ago parents carrying their small children, many fleeing with nothing but a backpack with just essential items. Israel is at war. We didn't want this war. It was forced upon us in the most brutal and savage way. But though Israel didn't start this war, Israel will finish it. Once the Jewish people were stateless, once the Jewish people were defenseless, no longer. Hamas will understand that by attacking us, They've made a mistake of historic proportions. We will exact a price that will be remembered by them and Israel's other enemies for decades to come. The savage attacks that Hamas perpetrated against innocent Israelis are mind-boggling. Slaughtering families in their homes, massacring hundreds of young people at an outdoor festival, kidnapping scores of women, children, and elderly, even Holocaust survivors. Hamas terrorists bound, burned, and executed children. They are savages. Hamas is ISIS. And just as the forces of civilizations united to defeat ISIS, the forces of civilization must support Israel in defeating Hamas. I want to thank President Biden for his unequivocal support. I want to thank leaders across the world who are standing with Israel today. I want to thank the people and Congress of the United States of America. In fighting Hamas, Israel is not only fighting for its own people, it is fighting for every country. The CCP is planning a war against the United States. 
As part of this, the Chinese Communist Party's leaders are planning to draw America into four separate wars, and they believe at least one of these needs to be a terrorist organization. Now, what's interesting with the recent attacks by Hamas against Israel is how they correspond to all of this. Now, there are reports that Taliban guns left by the U.S. made their way to terrorists in the Gaza Strip. There were reports that Iran was directly involved in coordinating the attacks behind the scenes. But probably the most important piece with all this is what's being much less discussed. Because in June of this year, CCP leader Xi Jinping met personally with Palestinian President Mahmoud Abbas. And he announced the establishment of a China-Palestine strategic partnership, which he stated, quote, will be an important milestone in the history of bilateral relations. The escalation of the situation on the ground is extremely worrying and appalling. The region is on the brink of a full-scale war and unprecedented humanitarian catastrophe. We unequivocally condemn the acts of extreme brutality, killings, and the horrifying scale, horrifying scale of violence. Any killings and violence against peaceful civilians both Israeli and Palestinian citizens, is inadmissible. What happened on October 7 on Israeli territory is unacceptable. Israel, by all means, has the right to protect its own citizens. We also reiterate the right of Israel to ensure its security. However, there are two inseparable dimensions of the unfolding tragedy, and we can't highlight one and ignore the other. Indiscriminate shellings of residential areas in Gaza cutting this territory from water and electricity. Its blockade, which brings, which brings to our minds in particular the memories of the siege of Leningrad during the Second World War, are also unacceptable. There are human lives that matter most. Israel's actions of collective punishment of Gaza citizens, as well as its demands to evacuate more than one million civilians in 24 hours and concentrate them in a de facto ghetto in the south of the sector are also unacceptable and can lead to irreversible catastrophic consequences regionally and globally. The root causes of this situation are of critical importance. Our Western colleagues do their best to promote the narrative that the current escalation happened out of the blue because a band of savage terrorists attacked Israeli civilians. The US, the US is especially insistent that the whole situation was unprovoked and Hamas are outcasts enjoying no support. If it were so, there would be no protests in the West Bank against Israel's actions and no widespread Arab and Muslim support for Palestine. We shouldn't ignore that the current flare-up of violence happens against the background of Israel's systematic violations of the decisions of the UN Security Council and the General Assembly, including the illegal expansion of settlements, which is regularly condemned by the vast majority of UN member states. We are all appalled by the fact that the Palestinians are being forcefully out, ousted from their land and their houses demolished. Any attempt to ignore this context is a clear manipulation of facts, which we cannot support. Let me be clear, the responsibility for the looming war in the Middle East, to a large extent, lies on the United States. It is Washington that recklessly and selfishly blocked the work of the Middle East Quartet of international mediators in an effort to monopolize the peace process and limit it to, Im imposing, to imposing an economic peace with Israel on the Palestinians and other Arab countries without solving the Palestinian question. 
We consistently warned against this, saying it will backfire one day. So it did. You all know well that for years the U.S. blocked any reaction, any signal from the U.N. Security Council, any modest call for exercising restraint, claiming that its quiet regional diplomacy is more effective. Well, now it is obvious that it has failed. In the current circumstances, Russia cannot accept the complete inaction and lack of any reaction on the part of the U.N. Security Council, as well as the U.N. Secretariat. As you could have noticed, not a single Western delegation called for an open meeting on the situation in the Middle East, while they use every fake pretext to call for the discussions of the situation in Ukraine for obvious political reasons. They are insisting to hold three monthly meetings on Syria to show that the Council is allegedly still preoccupied with this issue and to attack Syrian government, but they don't find courage to call for a meeting on the situation which is directly affecting international peace and security and has dire, immense humanitarian... Have you ever wondered how many times Russia can destroy the United States? This is the Tsar nuclear bomb, the most powerful bomb humanity has ever built. They are so much more powerful than the ones dropped on Nagasaki, that if Russia drops just one of them on Japan, not only will it wipe out Japan from the face of the earth but also both Koreas. Russia just needs three of them to make the United States inhabitable, and just two to destroy every living creature in Europe. And Russia has 6,000 nuclear warheads. Not all of them are as powerful as the Tsar bomb, but the average nuclear bomb is 25 times more powerful than the one that was dropped on Hiroshima, which means Russia can destroy the United States at least a thousand times should a war break out. World War III has never been closer than it is right now. We need to clean house of all of the warmongers and America last globalists in the deep state, the Pentagon, the State Department, and the national security industrial complex. One of the reasons I was the only president in generations who didn't start a war is that I was the only president who rejected the catastrophic advice of many of Washington's generals, bureaucrats, and the so-called diplomats who only know how to get us into conflict, but they don't know how to get us out. For decades, we've had the very same people, such as Victoria Nuland and many others just like her, obsessed with pushing Ukraine, toward NATO, not to mention the State Department support for uprisings in Ukraine. These people have been seeking confrontation for a long time, much like the case in Iraq and other parts of the world. And now we're teetering on the brink of World War III. And a lot of people don't see it, but I see it. And I've been right about a lot of things. They all say Trump's been right about everything. None of this excuses in any way the outrageous and horrible invasion of Ukraine one year ago, which would have never happened if I was your president, not even a little chance. But it does mean that here in America, we need to get rid of the corrupt globalist establishment that has botched every major foreign policy decision for decades. And that includes President Biden, whose own people said he's never made a good decision when it comes to looking at other countries and looking at wars. We have to replace them with people who support American interests. Over our four years in the White House, we made incredible progress in putting the America last contingent aside and bringing the world to peace. And now we're going to complete the mission 
The State Department, Pentagon, and National Security Establishment will be a very different place by the end of my administration. In fact, just into my administration, it'll be a very different place, and it'll get things done, just like I did four years ago. We never had it so good. We'll also stop the lobbyists and the big defense contractors from going in and pushing our senior military and national security officials toward conflict, only to reward them when they retire with lucrative jobs, getting paid millions and millions of dollars. Take a look at the globalist warmonger donors backing our opponents. That's because they're candidates of war. I am the president who delivers peace, and it's peace through strength. There was a reason we had no conflict. There was a reason we didn't get into wars, because other countries respected us. I entirely built all right from the beginning, rebuilt our military. It's a big reason for that. They didn't want to mess around with the United States, and now they're laughing at us. We could end the Ukraine conflict in 24 hours with the right leadership. At the end of my next four years, the warmongers and frauds and failures of the senior ranks of our government will all be gone, and we will have a new group of competent national security officials who believe in defending America's vital interests above all else. Thank very you very much. Grave danger of having a World War III, and this will be a war. This will be a war of obliteration. This will not be a war with. I say army tanks going back and forth, shooting at each other. This is the real deal. And we have a man that, uh, he, he can't even walk off a stage. He walks off a stage. He finishes his speech. He lo looks, oh, well, he can't find. He has no idea. You know, there's always a stair there, a stair here. You could even walk off the front, jump or something, do something. He usually walks to the back into a wall. Yeah, there's a wall there. He walks right into a wall, can't walk off the stage, can't put two sentences together, and yet he's negotiating with President Xi of China, who, when I say he's very smart, the press, look at, that's a lot of press back there. It is the most dangerous phase of the coming hot war with Russia and China, and no one is prepared for what's coming. What's a good way to distract from a crumbling economy if you're President Biden heading into an election season? Start a war with Russia. Did you ask for a war with Russia? No, neither did I. But you're about to get one. My friend Tucker Carlson just exposed the entire plan. So once you start indicting your political opponents, you know that you have to win or else they're going to indict you if they win. I know everyone on the right is afraid they're going to do COVID and mask mandate. They're not going to do that. They've already been exposed. That won't work. What are they going to do? They're going to go to war with Russia in the next year. We're at war with Russia already, but we're doing it through a proxy. So we're using Ukraine until we can't use them anymore. When all of their men are dead, then we'll have to send our own troops. They're watching our every move. Iran, Russia, China, North Korea, ISIS, Al-Qaeda. They may be watching this right now. We don't care what you look like. We don't care who you voted for. Who you worship, what you worship, who you love. It doesn't matter if your dad left you millions when he died or if he knew who your father was. We have been honed into a machine of lethal moving parts that you would be wise to avoid if you know what's good for you. We will not be intimidated. We will not back down. We've seen war. We don't want war. But if you want war with the United States of America, there's one thing I can promise you, so help me God. 
someone else will raise your sons and daughters. In the days ahead, there's going to be a regional alliance between Israel and a number of Arab nations that will be led by Saudi Arabia and Egypt that will form and provoke a counter-alliance. The Arabian Peninsula and Egypt, Jordan, modern day, I'll use, I'm going to use modern day names of the nation states. They didn't exist then. But the territories that were described in the book of Isaiah is the modern-day nation-states of Jordan, Saudi Arabia, and Egypt. These nations are going to form an alliance with Israel. It will be Saudi-led. This alliance, which is, to, I mean, Egypt has been in a peace agreement with Israel for decades, led the way. Jordan has been in a peace agreement with Israel. They already have diplomatic, economic, they have great relationships. You, you see on the news all the stuff, but at the end of the day, there's deep coordination between these countries. The, the connection between the Israelis and the Egyptians and the Jordanians is a very, very strong relationship. The Saudi relationship is very strong behind the scenes, and it's going to become very public in the days ahead. And this, once the Saudi peace goes public, it's going to be a game changer. This formation, and we don't know how far off it is, but Isaiah said it's going to happen. That's the game changer, is when Saudi steps into the, into the, the world stage and that agreement goes into effect. That's going to provoke a counter-alliance in the Middle East. It's going to form a coalition of nations that do not support that. Now, Ezekiel, Isaiah, Psalm 83, specifically Ezekiel 38 and 39, actually name the nations. Israel is God's prophetic timepiece. Yeah. If you want to know where we are in world events, what's happening in the world, look to Israel yeah. and see what's going on. Yeah, yeah. It's listen. It, what should have happened is Israel was gone with the Babylonians. I mean, you know, and all they're all gone, and yet Israel lives. This one little peculiar nation that gave the world the Bible, gave the world Messiah. Well, that's telling you something. Like we were from another planet, and we're visiting this planet. It's saying, you know, there's got to be truth here. There's something really go something going on here, and it's and it's the God of Israel. You know, and so we are His witnesses. You know, He called us into existence. He says, as long as as long as the sun, you know, the Right. The, the order is there. Uh, you're not going to cease. So it's back, and that means yeah. you know if, if you know if it's back, you know that means God's going to do something. Yeah. Where do you think we are on the prophetic clock <laughs> of where everything's going on in the world? Uh, let's see. What time is it now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, it, the time is late. You know we have. You know we know once Israel comes back, that's certainly a sign of a close. Uh, and then the other thing that that we see is, is the great apostasy. I mean, that's one of the biggest signs yeah. of prophecy. It's every single day. I mean, how long can it go on? You know, so it's late. You know, I mean, you know, when exactly? I don't, you know, we, we have to see, but we we have to all the more get the word out and do our thing because the time is limited. You know, this is the time we have. The origin of Friday the 13th has its roots in the ongoing Holy War, specifically Friday the 13th in October, which is noteworthy seeing as how a worldwide Islamic Jihad has been called for today on Friday the 13th in October. 
The Knights Templar gained wealth and power by fighting as mercenaries for the Catholic Church during the Crusades. Their headquarters was in the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem, on Mount Moriah, where Abraham built an altar to sacrifice his son. King Solomon's temple is a central component of all three Abrahamic religions, and especially in Western occultism. The Templars were officially known as the Poor Fellow Soldiers of Christ and of the Temple of Solomon, or Templar Knights. Masonic lodges are based on the Temple of Solomon. Kabbalah teaches that the Temple of Solomon represents the metaphysical world and the descending light of the Creator through the Tree of Life. The Templar Knights wore white mantles with a red cross, a symbology that can be found throughout the history of the Catholic Church and its offshoots. The rebuilding of King Solomon's temple is a crucial goal of many religious groups and secret societies. The Templars were not only expert warriors, they were also pioneers in an early form of banking, and arguably one of the world's first multinational corporations. They acquired land throughout Europe and the Middle East, including the island of Cyprus, they owned and operated several farms and vineyards. They built massive stone cathedrals, and they had their own fleet of ships for war and for the import-export business. When Jerusalem was recaptured by Muslim forces in 1187, the Templars were forced to leave the Al-Aqsa Mosque on the Temple Mount. But they still managed many businesses and wielded much power. King Philip IV was deeply in debt to the Templars and began pressuring the church to take action against them. At dawn on Friday the 13th of October 1307, mass arrests were carried out against the Templars. Claims were made that the Templar recruits were forced to spit on the cross and deny Christ. They were accused of worshiping Baphomet and a mummified head believed to be that of John the Baptist. Dozens of Templars were burned at the stake, and the order was officially dissolved. The Temple Mount remained under control of Muslim forces until the British captured it in the Battle of 1917. Thirty years later, the United Nations gave the land surrounding the Temple Mount to the Zionists, and the State of Israel has been encroaching upon it ever since. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. crew of the guided missile destroyer USS Kearney, operating in the Northern Red Sea earlier today, shot down three land attack cruise missiles and several drones that were launched by Houthi forces in Yemen. This action was a demonstration of the integrated air and missile defense architecture that we have built in the Middle East and that we are prepared to utilize whenever necessary to protect our partners and our interests in this important region. There were no casualties to U.S. forces and none that we know of to any civilians on the ground. Information about these engagements is still being processed. Uh, we cannot say for certain what these missiles and drones were targeting, but they were launched from Yemen, heading north along the Red Sea, potentially towards targets in Israel. Our defensive response was one that we would have taken for any similar threat in the region, where we're able to do so against our interest personnel and our partners. This attack may be ongoing, so if we have more information to share, we will. 
But again, as the Secretary has made clear, we have the capability to defend our broader interests in the region and to deter regional escalation and broader expansion of the conflict that began with Hamas's attack on Israeli civilians on October 7th. The crew of the Kearney did just that, and across the force we will remain vigilant to any other potential threats. Okay, thank you very much, Kareen, and, and thank you, Admiral. Two questions on the Mideast crisis. 27 Americans killed is a very large number. That is larger than the number of Americans who were killed by terrorists during our withdrawal from Afghanistan, larger than the number of Americans killed at the USS Cole, larger than the number of Americans killed at Benghazi or beheaded by ISIS. And I believe it's accurate to say that after all of those events, direct U.S. military action was ordered by the Commander-in-Chief. 27 Americans killed. Why is it the posture of the Biden administration to just let Israel handle this job, in essence, um, instead of U.S. forces going in and getting the guys that killed our people? James, we will do, as Jake said, everything we can to get uh, those American hostages home with their families. We recognize that they are not the only people being held hostage. Other nationalities are included in that group. We don't have enough information right now to make a policy decision about how to do it. So I can appreciate the sense of urgency in your question. Believe me, we share it. But we aren't going to act one way or another until we have enough information to act upon. And then on the hostages issue, um, you have suggested that it's a very small number of hostages, American hostages, being held in Gaza, uh, less than a handful. Treat yourself. And I assume that that, is, that assessment is still operative. Um, has there been any discussion uh, amongst President Biden and his aides about how to avoid the fate of Jimmy Carter in this situation, where we actually saw the President of the United States and his administration become, in effect, hostages themselves? to a foreign terrorist organization. With all the respect that President Biden has for President Carter, I can assure you that he is not focusing uh, on history here, uh, even domestic history. He's focusing on what's going on now and making sure that we are doing everything we can to support Israel and look after our national security interests in this moment, because this is not 1979. It's 2023, and Hamas is an organization that has existed for many years with the support of Iran. We've got enough challenges just dealing with this that we're focused on that and that alone. Right now we are seeing the clearest signs yet that the United States and China and Russia are headed for a hot war. Three huge pieces of news that are frankly scary as hell that are being done in relative secrecy and we should all be paying attention to. We'll get into these news items in a moment, but first, here's Forbes magazine this week, is the U.S. headed for an all-out war with China? And they're asking this question because we are at a tipping point moment. And some very dangerous things are unfolding. And by the way, make no mistake about it, a war with China and Russia would be an absolute catastrophe. Because at worst, it would end humanity with a nuclear war. And at best, it would send us back into the dark ages. No electrical grids, no internet, no functioning satellites, basically. And these morons in Washington, D.C. seemed hell-bent on making this happen. Back in January, something happened that got almost no media attention. It was done quietly, in Japan even. The Japanese government started paying fishermen to stay away from one particular small island that was close to China. 
Here's what happened. Japan's defense ministry began construction of a new base on Mageshima, an island in southwestern Japan, on January 12. Ministry staff and construction workers took a boat to the uninhabited island. The base will also be used by the U.S. military for. World War III is not going to look like World War II. We were talking about this a little bit earlier with the idea of proxy wars.、Mm-hmm. Proxy wars are a tool that superpowers use to fight against each other without expending their own human lives. We've been in proxy wars since 2012: Syria, Afghanistan. I'm sorry, Syria, Yemen. Uh, uh, Libya, we're all proxy wars, and those are just the major proxy wars. We're not even talking about some of the wars that you've seen in in Thailand, in Myanmar, conflicts that have happened all across Latin America, coups in Africa. They're all smaller, less less newsworthy proxy wars, and Americans are totally blind to it. In many ways, I would argue that we're already in the beginning phases of World War Three. And World War III looks like proxy war between the world's largest economies, which those economies are starting to band together. Right? World War II was defined by Axis and allies. Remember that? You had you had Italy and Germany, Nazi Germany and Japan, all working together with some other countries. And then you had the UK and the Americans and the Australians all working together with countries like Russia and China. As the Allied powers, we're already seeing that happen now. You're seeing it in the UN. We are back with a Fox News alert. FBI Director Christopher Wray is now warning Americans to stay vigilant for possible terror threats here at home. So, Ainsley Wray fears that Hamas copycat attacks could happen on U.S. soil. Meanwhile, national security concerns rise at our southern border. That's because our border patrol agents have announced that four Iranians. Here illegally have been apprehended in Texas just in the last month. Alexandria Hoff is live at the White House with more. Alex. Hey guys, I'm here in the Washington bureau right now. I actually I want to comment because you guys were talking to Trey about、uh, the idea of Hamas being an ideology, and you don't have to train with Hamas terrorists to think like them. That's the message coming out from the FBI: is that we should not discount the possibility that Hamas or other terrorist organizations will take advantage of the current conflict by calling on supporters to carry out an attack here in the United States. The bureau's biggest concern is a solo assailant. We've got to be on the lookout, especially. For lone actors who may take inspiration from recent events to commit violence of their own,、and、this, of course, has sparked increased concern over the flow of migrants at our southern border. According to U.S. Customs and Border Protection, four Iranians have been apprehended since the beginning of this month. That is four. They're all considered to be special interest aliens. That's a term used to describe individuals coming from countries identified by the U.S. government as having conditions that promote or protect terrorism. Individuals. Americans are wondering if they're safe from the kind of attack Hamas carried out against Israel. Terrorism experts say the answer is not encouraging. Former FBI Special Agent Eric Karen. We have over a thousand joint terrorism task force cases going on here in America today, relating to Muslim extremists. So far this year, authorities have caught 151 people on the FBI's terrorism watch list, trying to illegally enter the U.S. through the southern border. That's 50 times higher than two years ago. Most are coming through Panama's Darien Gap, where journalist Michael Yan says he's seeing three to five thousand migrants pass through every day on their way to the U.S. 
I see a lot of Chinese coming through. Most of the people you see coming through are military age males of any sort, right? I see uh, Afghans coming in by the thousands. I've had people come through that say they're from Gaza. CBN News correspondent Chuck Holton has also reported from the Darien Gap and says he has no doubt dangerous persons are headed for the U.S. border. I interviewed a guy from Afghanistan. Uh, we found many people from Somalia and Yemen. We found people from Syria, uh, Iran. We have seen people coming through. Former Agent Karen is especially concerned about America's ports, where Customs and Border Protection is supposed to scan every incoming container for radiation, but physically inspects only 3%. We have 328 ports of entry into America. They all have to be secure, and many of them are soft, Former House Speaker Kevin McCarthy warned this week that what happened in Israel could happen here. McCarthy said, we should wake up ourselves. We could have the same thing happen next week to us. Our intel is never perfect, and we've got a wide open border. The idea that they don't want to attack us again like a 9-11, but even bigger, is foolish. They want to attack us. They want to destroy America. Under questioning by FBI agents, New Yorker Ali Karani admitted in 2017 to being a member of something called Unit 910. It's the black ops unit of Hezbollah, controlled by Iran. Karani told agents he was scouting targets in New York City. He's now in prison. Another Unit 910 member in prison this year, New Jersey resident Alexi alias Alex Saab, had also scouted potential targets around New York City. While the exact number of Hamas and Hezbollah sleeper cells operating within the United States is not known, a comprehensive study by George Washington University last year found the most Hezbollah activity in Michigan, New York, North Carolina, and California. As the chaos continues at our nation's border, President Biden has been selling off parts of Trump's unfinished border wall. This is an apparent bid to thwart new GOP legislation which calls for the federal government to either use the material or give them uh, give the states, New Mexico, Texas, or Arizona, or California. This is outrageous what's going on. The Biden administration inherited around $260 million worth of border construction materials from the Trump administration. They immediately put it in storage on day one when Joe Biden said he wasn't going to build the wall. They've now paid $300 million to store it for two years, more than the cost of the material themselves. But as soon as Senate Republicans began poking around and asking questions about it earlier this year, the administration began to sell these materials for less than two cents on the dollar. The U.S. just announced they're getting ready for war with China and Russia simultaneously because we can't just do one without the other, right? See, this is what happens when people start to lose power. They get very dangerous, and the U.S. is quickly losing power. This week, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin announced their new 2024 military budget, which aims directly at China. And get this, this is unbelievable. It includes a 40% increase in spending. So this is not a regional conflict in Eastern Europe. This is a hot war between the two primary nuclear superpowers on Earth. And yet this war has never been formally declared. It has not been authorized by Congress. And for that reason, this war is a violation of American law. It is a crime. So this is not a regional conflict in Eastern Europe. This is a hot war between the two primary nuclear superpowers on Earth.
скажу, о чем вас проинформирую. Но по моему поручению военно-воздушные силы, военно-космические силы России начинают на постоянной основе патрулирование в нейтральной зоне воздушного пространства над Черным морем. И наши самолеты МиГ-31 вооружены комплексами «Кинжал». Они, как известно, имеют дальность свыше тысячи километров со скоростью 9 махов. A Kremlin official stated when the U.S. attempt to appropriate our assets abroad, they should be aware we also have something to claim back. If you didn't already know, Alaska was part of Russia once until the U.S. purchased it in March 1867 for $7.2 million. And just a day after this warning, billboards have appeared in Russia reading out Alaska's arms. This insane missile, which always looks like it probably blew its operators into smithereens, forms the backbone of Russia's mobile nuclear capability, the RS-24 Yars. Although, you may need to provide its operators with an extra roll of toilet paper the first few times they launch it. Introduced in 2007, it's based on the Topol MICBM from the 1990s, with one exception. It's MIRV-capable, which means it can carry multiple independent warheads, each with their own target. Unlike the newer Sarmat, it's land-based and thus can actually move around to different launch positions. Its range is about 11,000 kilometers with a speed of Mach 20, and over 136 have been produced thus far. Emergency alert! Please pay attention because I'm going to be explaining today why every country is evacuating their citizens from Israel as fast as they possibly can. What you're seeing behind me here is a map of Israel and its respective nuclear facilities, which extend all the way up to the north, close to Lebanon. One of the primary ones of importance is this Demona nuclear plant, where apparently this is where their nuclear weapons program is based out of. Now, I'm quite certain that there's a lot of classified information that we don't know about their nuclear program. I highly doubt that their nuclear weapons are stored there. I'm sure they're in some deep underground military bunker somewhere else. However, there was a skirmish in this location recently. Now, this video, this animation that you're seeing behind me, was published on a media channel associated with Hezbollah, essentially making threats towards Israel's nuclear facilities. Anytime we're in modern war with a nuclear power, we always run the risk of nuclear power plants becoming entangled in the conflict. Of course, we've seen this at Chernobyl. We've seen this at the Zaporozhye nuclear power plant in Ukraine. Israel is a much smaller place. And of course, many of these facilities are in range of rockets of Hamas and of course Hezbollah, which can target effectively all of Israel. Now, the only potential protective factor here, which might prevent this from happening, is the blowback to other surrounding countries, which may be aligned with the Lebanon, Syria, Iranian axes, okay? And of course, the West Bank and the Gaza Strip. So if there was some sort of incident at these nuclear facilities, it's very likely that the blowback would flow right into the West Bank. Now, I don't know if when Israel created these nuclear facilities, if this was part of the plan, if this was strategic in some way, shape or form, but this is just something to keep your eye on because indeed, there is a reason why every single country right now is evacuating their citizens. Oh, except the United States. Take a look at this. Australia could use military flights to evacuate people from 
Israel. They actually canceled their commercial flights due to fear of flying there, apparently. German Air Force to evacuate citizens from Israel tonight. And they're doing this quick, guys. India, several other countries evacuating citizens from Israel. I'm going to tell you why they're doing it so quick in just a moment. Please bear with me. First evacuation flight with Ukrainians on board evacuating Tel Aviv, Japan, Turkey, okay? All of these places, hundreds from Jersey Shore stranded in Israel amid a slow and costly evacuation. Now you have to ask yourself, why on earth is the United States who is surrounding this place with military equipment, okay? They're sending F-15s and reinforcements into Jordan, which has a very, very large pro-Palestinian population but also a pro-Palestinian population. There is a risk of the, the uh, monarchy there being overthrown and upended by the population in some revolt should they not in some way try to sympathize with the plight of the Palestinians, okay? You have aircraft carriers. Another one is inbound. That's a definite thing. So we've went from no aircraft carriers to two aircraft carriers in a week, and I believe they're even considering rerouting some stuff from the Persian Gulf, just in case this situation explodes. Now ask yourself this, why is it that every single Western country is evacuating their citizens as we speak, yet in the United States, they still have a level three advisory? Okay, so let's just check out the advisory for, looks like we got a 404 error here. No, yeah, 404 error. Either way, uh, Israel right now is a level three travel advisory. Level four is do not travel. That's what you would want at this point in time, is a do not travel, much like Syria, much like the Gaza Strip. So if you take a look at the Gaza Strip, this is a do not travel, you probably can't read that, travel advisory, okay? This shows you all, this uh, State Department map, just to be clear, shows you every single uh, travel advisory in the world with their respective embassies and consulates, whether or not they're active. Every adversarial country is obviously in red or has been an adversarial country in the past is in red or maybe in the future, like Russia, very likely. Okay, so we're starting to see this inconsistency. Why is the United States, who is descending on this country with weaponry, lots of weaponry, why is it that there is not a level four do not travel advisory yet? Is this not to spook the population of both Israel and the United States with respect to what is about to happen? Other countries talking the N-word, which is the nuclear word in this case. There are two N-words, right? They're both real bad. But the theory was that nobody would ever use it because of the destructive capability. And the fact is that there are people out there right now, there are countries out there right now, the leaders and the leadership, and I know a lot of them, they would use it. If forced, they would use it. And when I see these people talking about global warming, where the ocean will rise by one one hundredth of an inch over the next 350 years, it's going to get a little bit warmer or a little bit cooler. They don't know. You know, they used to say global cooling because they thought the world was going to freeze. That was in the 1920s. Then it went to global warming, but that wasn't working. So now they go to climate change because that covers everything. Your real global warming would be nuclear global warming. That's, that's a warming that will take seconds. 
a level of power, a level of heat, a level of destruction. Nobody talks about that. They talk about global warming. It's sick. And we have to get rid of nuclear weapons. You know, one of the things I was going to do and I would have done is the denuclearization of everything. I used to talk to Putin about it. He loved the idea of where you actually get rid of nuclear weapons. They're too destructive. The books of the giants. There was a giant world before us. Whether you believe it or not, you tell me why would all these giant books be made? And these books are found throughout different parts of the world, from giant medieval manuscripts to 300-year-old giant books found in Spain. Among other countless ones I can name, I have always questioned why would anyone in those times need books of that size. For example, a book written in the 13th century and the Czech Republic weighing in its 75 kilograms and in pounds, that would be a little over 165 pounds. Now you tell me, how could any human of our size use a book that heavy? Once you start waking up from the hypnotic trance of the official lie, the word they is often used to lay blame on the perpetrators. This is usually followed by the question, who are they? According to ancient history, religion, mythology, and occult tradition, they are not human, and they have been manipulating humanity from the shadows for millennia. The Gods of Eden by William Bramley does an excellent job of tracing this back through all of recorded history. But let's just start from the late 19th century. Just over a century ago, it was known that giants with red hair and double rows of teeth once inhabited America. These nine-foot-tall giants were written about casually in 1874 by Abraham Lincoln. A few years later, the Smithsonian Institute began confiscating giant mummies and skeletons by the thousands. In 1886, the exclusive Jekyll Island Club was founded and built upon an ancient burial site of the Timucua tribe, who were said to be giants. In 1910, the Federal Reserve Banking Conspiracy was hatched on Jekyll Island between the Rothschild Banking Dynasty and the Rockefeller family, whose cabin there was known as Mound Cottage and said to have been built upon a sacrificial altar. These powerful families worked together to hide the truth of our mysterious past and they built a modern society with poison to keep us dumb and lies to keep us confused. The Rothschild dynasty and the Federal Reserve banking system funded all sides of the First and Second World Wars, which paved the way for the creation of the United Nations in 1945. Funded by the Rockefellers, the UN was the beginning of today's de facto world government. The Nuremberg trials resulted with only 12 sentenced to death and seven sent to prison. The majority were allowed to professionally continue their criminal activities. Nazis who were tried for medical experiments involving cruelty and murder were later brought into Big Pharma through Operation Paperclip. And an entire team of Nazi rocket scientists were brought in to start NASA. While the Nuremberg trials may have been mostly theater, they had their revelations. It was revealed that the Nazi eugenics program stemmed from organizations in America funded by the Rockefeller Foundation and its offshoots. 
and it was revealed that many high-ranking Nazis believed they were in contact with an alien race known as the Aryans, the same mythical race that allegedly created Hinduism as it is known today. While many Hindu scholars dismissed the claim, the Nazis believed it. It is why they adopted the popular Hindu swastika. They also studied the Vedas, and their most classified project, the Bell, had the same design as the Vamana spacecraft described in these ancient texts. In 1971, a young Klaus Schwab, son of a Nazi nuclear scientist, was placed as the head of what is now known as the World Economic Forum by his mentor, Henry Kissinger. In 1974, Rockefeller protege Henry Kissinger wrote National Security Memorandum 200 for the United Nations. This is popularly known as the Kissinger Report and is one of the foundational documents of the depopulation agenda unfolding today. With Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum acting as the tip of the spear. And so who are they? Several will say it's the Rothschild family, but they seem to work for the crown. Others argue that the Vatican holds more sway. Many people insist it's the Jesuits, and some swear it's the Jews. According to occult records, a character named Sanat Kumara rules over the world from inside the earth, along with a group known as the Great White Brotherhood, seven in total. Helena Blavatsky says these seven Kumaras are the same as the seven Dianis, the seven Archangels, and the seven Elohim, the seven representing the seven sisters, also known as the Pleiades Star Cluster. NASA, which was started by Nazis, Freemasons, and Satanists, has been obsessed with both Pleiades and Orion ever since the Apollo moon missions. According to hundreds of alien abductees, that is where most aliens claim to be from. Two different factions, one to help liberate humanity and the other to enslave us. It is the oldest story on Earth, good versus evil, the darkness and the light, the white hats and the black hats. It is a struggle within each one of us and is unfolding in the world around us for all to see. A more beneficial inquiry might be, who am I? But either way, do not be surprised if the fake alien invasion features real aliens. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. If you're close-minded and never going to change, then don't listen, because we're going to piss you off. The Realist Juggernaut. There's a powerful force in realism. President Biden and his family were doing some shopping in Nantucket, where outrage followed him to the island. Most Americans are angry over the state of the economy. 89% of Americans are extremely or very concerned about inflation 
And only 20% of Americans polled think the economy is in excellent or good shape. Ahead of Thanksgiving, Biden tweeted that gas prices are down $1.70 from their peak. But today, gas prices remain 37% higher than the day he took office. Home sales are now at 13-year lows. Interest rates are at 23-year highs. American credit card debt is now over $1 trillion for the first time in American history. The president has long insisted his policies are working. Biden campaign is seeing polls coming out saying President Trump is gaining traction with voters of color, even younger voters. I'm going to vote for Trump if he runs because I feel like it was much better when he was here financially for everybody, not just me, for everybody. I'm definitely voting for Donald Trump. He made sure we had money in our pockets. So, like, everything will go back to how it was. Trump 2024, everybody. Do you think that somebody else besides Biden should be president? Yeah, Next of time, course, of course. Uh, bring back Trump. Um, we were, oh, we, were, we had money. We had money when Trump was president. Minority communities, we're not seeing the improvement. Um, I've, I, there's inflation with everything, food, gas, insurance prices, I mean, you name it. Bidenomics is not working, it's, it's just a complete mess, it's a disaster, especially here in New York City, we're fitting it very hard. You could say anything to Biden right now who says that the economy is improving, especially in black and brown communities, what would you say to him? That's lies, I believe that's lies, heavy lies on that, for sure. Do you think that President Biden is doing a good job with the economy? No, he's not doing nothing yeah, support nobody. Biden and his press secretary said that prices are going down. No, that is definitely not true. Prices are definitely going up. I used to go across the streets of Florida to go get me a meal. I can't even get me a meal. Feeling the pain of price hikes is one thing, but the show of open support for former President Donald J. Trump on the streets of the Bronx was very surprising. And it's the sort of thing that has Biden campaign strategists looking very carefully at the messaging around Bidenomics as we get closer to 2024. Democrats call Trump a racist for his build that wall policy. Build that wall. Build that wall. Biden pretty much ran on the fact that he would not build another segment. There will not be another foot of wall constructed on my administration. We will not build a wall. Instead, we will build an economy where everyone who wants a good job can get one. And New York City is a sanctuary city. They said, come one, come all. We want people to come here, despite where they came from or despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this state. We see, say you are welcome here with open arms. We'll not only house you, but we'll protect you. We are all in this together. We're not like those who are sending people away during their time of need. And this is how that's going. The children of migrant families shipped north on buses provided by Texas and Florida. More than 110,000 migrants have arrived in New York and now a dire warning from Democratic Mayor Eric Adams. I don't see an ending to this. This issue will destroy New York City. We're at our limit. If you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. Close the border! Close the border! With a surge in illegal crossings, the Biden administration has announced it is waiving more than two dozen federal laws to add on to the border wall in southern Texas. You could be woke and virtue signal all over the place as much as you want. But when the shit hits the fan, you might just look like a hypocrite. A Fox News alert, new video released of an underground secret Chinese biolab in California. According to a new report from the House Select Committee on China, investigators found dangerous pathogens, some with HIV, others with COVID, and some labeled Ebola while examining the lab. 
The committee releasing more details about the agent of potential bioterror, and Kevin Cork is here with the latest. Kevin. Boy, Will, what a story I have for you tonight. Now, according to that House Committee report released again today, thousands, I said thousands of vials of biological substances, including some labeled HIV and others, found in a freezer marked Ebola were found inside a secret Chinese-owned bio lab in the state of California, which, according to investigators, inexplicably, the CDC and the FBI initially refused to investigate. The illegal lab was operated in the city of Reedley, California. That's just southeast of Fresno. Well, I think the one thing, if you drag it out, after the Democrats lose the House, yeah, yeah. and then they get rid of the committee, right. people may lose interest. Yeah. The first trials are going to get a lot of attention. Yes. It's like anniversaries. The first one is right. a big deal. They made right. a really big deal. Right. January 6th, right. no one's going to care after the Democrats right. are out of power. Right. And then take Biden out of office, then who cares? If you drag it out long enough, I wouldn't go first for a trial. Because D.C. is a lot of people that work for the government. Right. And it's a lot of... I don't well, think it's sympathetic. That's, that's, that's the, the jury. That's the jury. Is gonna be, is we, we don't need the trial to be held there. Well, if you got moved, you totally get off. I, I wish they will successfully, successfully move it. No, they won't move it. Because, I mean, think about it. They'll, they'll resist it. They'll say, how, I've heard in the hearings. The yeah. they're going to say, they're how dare you say we're not, we're not fair. We're fair. Thank you for your time. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Listen, I really, um, I, I know you're not the bad guy. I mean, if there is, I haven't found the bad guy yet, but if there is, I know well, you're not the bad guy. With the guy with the I mean, he's like a stereotypical bad guy. But I, the, the thing is, why I asked you the question of like, so what was the plan, is that if there was, a, if there was an insurrection, you were, you were supposed to be in line, marching, you're in the military, you know right. this. No, that's you were supposed to have a plan. Exactly, it's called the operations order. You sit down like, overnight with your soldiers, you go right. over, all right. You're going to go here. You're going to go in by this side. It's, At this time, we're going to take over this. There's none of that. If it was an insurrection, it's the sorriest insurrection in, in the, the 20th, 21st century ever. No guns. A no guy, plan. A guy People smoking, taking selfies. A guy smoking pot. You know, on oh, I love the guy yeah, smoking pot. Like, you're going to be able to laugh about this one day. There is no way out. And as Larry Page and Sergey Brin cautiously discovered when they launched Google in 1998, everything people do on the internet leaves data. When properly stored and used, this data is a goldmine of complete information about people on a personal level and valuable information about economic and political trends. Google was the first internet company to make the most of this information and build a business based on the data that people leave behind. But it didn't take long. This has happened almost everywhere, from the smallest app to the largest platform. Amazon, Instagram, Tinder, Facebook, eBay, Uber, Spotify, Lyft, and Twitter. These platforms all leverage people's data, where we go, who we talk to, what we talked about, and who we see. All this information is recorded. When you visit a place that you tell no one about, Google knows about it. They know us well, including what we hide from friends and family. In our modern internet ecosystem, this private surveillance is the norm. How can you travel to the south of Minsk? Uh, yeah. Okay. Go to Mars. Anywhere. You can enter the house too yep. and see the kitchen and the sort of things. Um, working on that. <laughs> but Google has grown so well, and no one wants to admit the fact that it has also grown worse over the years. However, it is Eric Schmidt became the CEO of Google in 2001. During his tenure as CEO, Google integrated with some power structures in the United States, 
as it morphed into a geographically aggressive megacorporation. But Google has always liked this approach. Also, a long time before Larry Page and Sergey Brin, the founders of Google, hired Schmidt, their initial research on which Google relied was partially funded by the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, DARPA. You can search the web with real and organic search results and do it without anyone tracking your activity or data. We ourselves use Atlas VPN to protect our data online. Atlas VPN is more than just any other VPN. It blocks all malicious links, ads and trackers and notifies you when someone is trying to spy on or steal your data. If you want to grab Atlas VPN, they have a great deal going on right now for just $1.70 a month and six months extra for free. We've provided a link in the description you can use to grab this deal. Try it out with a 30-day money-back guarantee. Not only does it protect your data, it also keeps your searches completely private. Also, protect unlimited devices at once. No limits are set. One subscription only for the best price. That's why we use Atlas. Oh, did we forget to mention it saves you a lot of money booking online? It's that easy. Grab Atlas VPN using the link in the description and secure your data today. In 2004, Google took over Keyhole, a mapping technology startup funded by the National Geospatial Agency, NGA, and the CIA. It was developed into Google Maps. The enterprise version of the Keyhole has even been shopped to the Pentagon and associated agencies under multi-million dollar contracts. These should raise a question on our minds whether there is a relationship between the CIA and the tech giant. However, there have been many claims from Google that it was never funded or created by the Central Intelligence Agency. For example, when a story was circulating in 2006 about Google receiving funds from the intelligence community in the past years to help fight the company told John Battelle, founder of Wired Magazine, that the statements related to Google are completely untrue. The big question now is, did the CIA fund Bryn and Page's research and thus create Google? No. But were they researching exactly what the NSA, CIA, and the intelligence was hoping for? Absolutely. Bryn's breakthrough research on page ranking by tracking user queries and linking them to the many searches conducted, essentially identifying birds of a feather, was largely the aim of the intelligence community's MDDS program. And Google succeeded beyond their wildest dreams. To understand this, you need to think about what the intelligence community was trying to achieve by providing grants to the best in academia. The CIA and NSA funded an unclassified, diverse, but elaborate program from the beginning to encourage the development of something that is almost like Google. The investment arms of the Central Intelligence Agency and Google support a company that monitors the internet in real time and reported it uses the information to predict the future. This seems to be the first time that the intelligence community and Google are funding the same startup at the same time. No one accuses Google of cooperating directly with the CIA, but the investment is bound to feed Google's critics, who see the search giant as already very friendly with the United States government and fear that the company is starting to forget its mantra. Don't be evil. This is the facts. This is not science fiction. This is not uh, me being paranoid. The antivirus paradigm is, is no longer functional. It doesn't work. I said this 10 years ago, and, and I'm the person who invented it. So I, I, people should listen. I mean, if I invented it and I, I built the first antivirus company, viruses are not the problem. By the time hackers have planted malware in your system, it's way too late. The hackers spend 
weeks, months, or sometimes years sniffing around in your system, taking what they want before they even plant malware. But you can find the presence of a hacker in your system so easily. Every hacker has to go through certain steps in order to break into any system and do damage. The first thing they have to do is get through the firewall, and all firewalls have holes. It's impossible to build a firewall that can keep out all hackers. It just can't be done. They have to get through the firewall, and then they have to find out where they are. And so what's on this net? So they sniff every device on the network. You have people, I mean, I've even heard people at Google say that if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. Well, I've never heard anything crazier. It's insane to say, if you have nothing to hide, you have nothing to fear. We're all humans. We are living in an imperfect world. Over half of all smartphones, both uh, iOS and Android, are infected with keystroke logging software. This is a known fact. Every site in the world, if you have ever, I'm sure nobody here has ever looked at it, but if you have, then um, you have keystroke logging software. How do you think they make their money? See, this is, this is the issue. It costs millions of dollars to maintain these massive databases and have the bandwidth to, to disperse this. And yet, you don't pay. Yes, you're paying. The instant you visit the site, if you have an Android, for example, the site runs a JavaScript which sets the download unauthorized application flag. The very first video that you watch, you now, because that's a click-through, you clicked, you did something. You said, yes, oh, good, that's yes, I'll do that. Um, downloads, first and foremost, a remote routing function. If it's an iPhone, uh, a remote jailbreaking program. All can be remotely uh, rooted now. After it's rooted, they download a key, a key logger, and all this takes just a matter of seconds. And from that point on, somebody is watching every single one of your keystrokes. Now, people pay these sites for the ability to put their key logging software on your phones. Why? Well, well, maybe they're a Bitcoin aficionado and they're, they're going to see, ah, do you have a Bitcoin wallet like Mycelium or what have you? Yes. Well, this is going to hang around until you access it and input your, your keys or your passwords and the next day your wallet's going to be empty. Or maybe you do online banking, all right? You have a password, you have an application. The very first time you've logged into your bank to check your balance or do anything, they go, thank you very much. And the next day, your bank balance will disappear. Now, why has this not happened to you already? Because hackers are not stupid. In order to take something, they have to download additional software. If they only take four or five hundred people's bank accounts in one day, then the next day, the white hat hackers are going to say, ah, this is how they did it. Everybody, you can protect yourself. No, they're going to wait until one day this year or next year, and a hundred million people in one day are going to have your bank accounts eradicated zero balance or your identity will be stolen or your bitcoin wallet will be emptied uh, or maybe they've been watching your keystrokes to see if you know maybe you're saying something to a friend or a lover that maybe could compromise you maybe they can blackmail you if they get lucky you might be a U united states congressman or a senator in which case now not only do they have money they have power and the russian uh, um, cyber mafia and the Chinese cyber mafia are so powerful they pay literally hundreds of millions of dollars to these sites to allow them to access your smartphone so that at some point they can utilize that. 
Now, you said, how secure are they? <laughs> well, they're not. They're not. Neither the, the, uh, the, the alt currency wallets um, nor anything else in the cloud. Because what, what is the cloud? We haven't thought this through, people. The cloud is a place where I'm going to store data. I don't know what computer it's on or even what country it's in. I don't know who is managing it and monitoring it and controlling it. I don't know what type of security facilities you have. I know nothing. And I'm willing to put my valuable data there? No. Why would we do that? Now, if it's something I don't care about, that if you steal it, I don't care. It's, it's a list of books I read. You know, I'll just recreate it from the web. But if it's something that matters, it's like saying, we've all agreed now we have secrets, yes? Why don't you let me keep your secrets? Why should you be burdened with having to keep your secrets? I mean, you've got too many stories to tell. Why don't you give it to me and let me manage it for you? Isn't that crazy? And it's that, that's what we're doing with our, quote, secret data. That is data we don't want to have stolen from us or taken or accessed. telling me that you see God or evidence of God in math. Well... Can you explain what you were saying? Or maybe I misread what you were saying. No, 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 you did not. Uh, I mean, I, I have been closer and closer to God in the sense that because it takes me a long time, I'm rather rebellious. You know, I have to say, damn it, God, you got to prove it to me. Show it to me, buddy. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to anybody. <laughs> no, no. no offense. But I really say it in that way. You know, you talk to yourself in a sense. But in many, many moments in history of physics or mathematics, things come out. You see, mathematics, you know, is this very pure world that it seems to have no connection to yes, real world physics. That's right. It's true. It's complex number. It's one of them. It's, but it appears in quantum mechanics, right? It's so beautiful. But one of the things that sometimes you see in the equation is so amazing. When you formulate equation, you know, maybe it's not right, maybe it's this and that, maybe, you know, you doubt yourself. But one of the most beautiful equations was the one that derived by Paul Dirac. He's a professor at Cambridge University, but he retired in Florida, by the way. He, he died in Florida, Tallahassee. Uh, I mean, it's a refuge for him because he doesn't like to talk. He would sit there for five days, don't <laughs> talk. One day, all of a sudden, he talked. But anyway, he formulated, the, he's a beautiful man. He, you know, Paul Dirac. He formulated this relativistic equation of, uh, for electrons. But in one of the equations, the solution come out to be a negative sign. Not only that, there's a square root involved, so there's strange behavior. There's a negative sign in law, but it has, has the exact property, like an electron and all that stuff. How come? Everybody say, you're crazy, you're stupid, this and that, right? <laughs> he's, he's not even wait. He didn't, no sweat, buddy. He just say, I am right. Many years later, a few years later, it is shown in Caltech by Carl Anderson to show there's actually such a thing called positron. You know, the opposite, the brothers of uh, electron. That's such a thing. And, and then if you ask yourself, how is it possible? Right? That's something, this is out of, out of nowhere. Where does this thing come from? 
And then in mathematical sciences, there's a lot of things like this, like ge geometry. There's a, an even more famous thing about in geometry is called Kalabi Yao Manifold that related to string theory. This thing was basically a revisit of Einstein's general relativity equation, asking itself whether is it possible to have closed curvature in space-time that you actually don't require even gravity to be there. And they show that Kalabi was trying to prove this Yao, Xing Tong Yao is one of the great mathematicians, right? He's at Harvard, but he retired, now he go to China, right? <laughs> he was the one who tried to disprove this thing, but he turns out to be true. That is true that you can have close curvature in space-time that without gravity even. So that added even more rich in this world that from mathematics to real world, we already have enough hard time understanding Einstein. This guy added even more. And his discovery was in the 70s and things like that, you know. So there's so many examples and incidents like this. Just have to tell you that you have to bow down. You have to occasionally take a deep breath, you know. There may be some ever presence of this forces, these forces that allow us to illuminate our life. And I tell you, God has given us this, all this light that tell us that we have to follow the light and do the best we can, rather than every day devouring planet Earth, saying that we are the Satan, we are the evil people. You know, these people are constantly trying to, you know, make all of us a lesser human being. I would never allow them anyway. So, good luck, you know, for those people like Al Gore and all that, who think that they're high and mighty, right? And trying to always, always lecture us on, on got to cut down on fossil fuel because we're going to, hurt the planet Earth. I say, El God, do you ever think twice? How, who are you to, to think that you can actually try to save the planet Earth even? Because they always use the word, I'm trying to save the planet Earth. I don't know who gives them the right to save the planet Earth. Same with this experiment that they're trying to do, by the way. The experiment to say that we must cut down CO2 emission. I told you CO2 is good for, you know, for life. Because I asked El God, indeed, when I asked El God the question in UC Santa Barbara, is what? is that CO2 is gas of life. Who give you the audacity to cut down this? Then aren't you, are you going to be responsible for the ecological and humanitarian, all this crisis? Even we know rising CO2 affect even plants, you know, especially food production, right? Maybe not exact number we know, but it does positively, right? We have technology to help it, better seed, better all this fertilization, all this other thing. But who give them the idea to do that? To cut down it because it's, it's generally going to be good for life. Because you have to push them around because nobody should give them the authority. So far, I don't think anyone can answer that question for me. So I tell them to please bow down to God. Really answer to that question first before you do anything else. Because it's ridiculous for them to keep to claim that they have the upper moral and ethical high ground to try to prescribe everybody to live in certain conditions that they choose. But they themselves don't follow the rules. <laughs> they tell us to take a bus. Elgo always tell, even tell people to take a bus, Elgo. My God, I say, Elgo, you take a bus from Tennessee to Massachusetts, I'll be waiting for you down there. Please. <laughs> I mean, this guy is just out of the, out of the, out of this world, man. I'm sorry, Elgo, but you can still call me. Can you, um, <laughs> Willie Soon, thank you. But before you go, last thing for, for viewers who want to know more about yes. what you do. Can you say once again where they can yes. read it? Please, uh, uh, I hope that uh, I don't disappoint anyone, but please come to series-sign.com. And I want to make one plug for my good friend, Hal Shirtliff. 
as uh, as I get older and older, including my own kids, my own kids, three kids has been going to the Cam Constitution at New Hampshire, and we also wanted to invite uh, uh, Tucker to come because Vivek Ravaswamy came last last summer, and because we are a very very small group, we are a tiny little group called Cam Constitution. So camconstitution.net. We offer basically family kind of a Christian kind of a background, but we don't talk about Christ all the time, but we talk about Bibles, we talk about constitution, we talk about science. So I'm the science instructor. I've been doing that for almost six, seven years now. So I've been doing every year, I will give one or two classes, depends on how many, whatever they want me to do, I'll do. And my own kids came to those things. And then, you know, we play, play music, we have campfire. It's a family event. Used to be that's focused on kids, but this day, I'm sorry, too many adults started to come. <laughs> so we have even people like my good friend, uh, Lord Christopher Moncton from England. He spoke twice. So small little group, but if anybody who thinks that, you know, you have the time and even come and learn what we do here and emulate in your own city and towns and all that, you know, people from Wisconsin, please come. People from California, please come. You know, we have it in New Hampshire every year. Every summer we have this camp and it's a very good thing. So campconstitution.net, okay? And I talked to your friend Vince uh, Allison from Maryland. I also called him before I came. He's uh, one of the good guys, right? Yeah. Amazing. Young hear people say the news is full of lies. Some Kennedy's motorcade. 239 people. So death of Jeffrey Epstein. I, I know for a fact, and I got to say, since I was young, I'm trying to remember the exact moment, but there were moments in my life where it, it was the, it was that moment where you go, okay, you're going to tap into, you're going to tap into God or the devil, or you're going to tap in the devil. Dude, I remember, I'll tell you what, I don't really know if I said this. I tried to remember, I, I have a couple instances where I challenged the devil it didn't turn out very well this was a weird one so i i was decided i'm gonna write a book and at the time everyone wanted me to write this book They're like you know put the sunday live stories in there when you were half-baked you know tell all the funny dave chappelle stories which i have plenty of stories I, that's my i tell stories but what i really wanted to put out were these deep spiritual stories that i thought would impact people that's your core Correct. And that's always been my core throughout everything I did. You know, I get tempted and then I run to God I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I thought being Hollywood was the thing I wanted. And well, okay, you're out of there. Uh, I thought, save my marriage. And so I've always anchored God with my decisions. I'm writing this thing and I'm writing, I, and I've got my regular stories, but I'm writing the spiritual stories. Right, God and all this stuff and how it, how this happened, but then this happened because ask God da, 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 and here's a great story. Now, when I got to the hotel, I was doing some comedy festival in Vegas and we were staying at Caesars or something and all the big names are there. And I got my wife there and I'm, I'm telling you on my life, on my, on my the demons were throwing themselves at you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you this is a true story. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you I'm not, I have nothing to sell but the truth right here. All right? And the book doesn't even exist. So I'm not even going to try to. It's, it's it. nothing to do with the book. Right, you can't get it anymore. 
So I'm right. I, I have a notebook and I'm writing all this stuff. And I, and on the flight, I already wrote about 12 pages. I've never written this much in my life. Back in both sides of the page. You're inspired. My, oh my God. My fingers are dented and they hurt. We're, my wife said, can we go downstairs and do our nails? I go, I took my notebook because that's all I want to do is write my notebook. And I went to the window in Caesar's palace and I said, I'm in the devil's den and you can't stop what I'm about to put out there. Because what I did was before that, I was trying to hide it. God forbid someone came in. I didn't want anyone to steal my notebook which to me is already a crazy thought. Who's breaking in to a, a suite in Caesar's palace no, but you, you to steal a notebook? You're do. Oh, oh, yeah. No, and I'm like, I know I'm going to change lives with this one. So I, I'm putting it in, my, in the drawer. I'm putting it in between the bed sheets. And I went, what am I, do like, what am I doing? What am I afraid? So I went to the window and I said, I challenge you to try to stop me. And I put it, there was a long table in there. It was, it was like a big living room. So I put it on the table right next to the window. My wife and I then went downstairs. We, you know, our nails. We come back up, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours later. <clears throat> and we come in. She said she was taking a shower, going to get ready for dinner and then the show. And I went to go right. And when I opened the book, the, it was, the pages, it was blank. So I'm like, oh, what wow. The, oh, no, dude. So I'm like, wait a minute. What the? F so I'm going through every page and all, it, it's completely blank. While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. Well, the vaccinators, you were real cocky a couple months ago. You we got vaccinated. <laughs> got my second shot April 19th. <laughs> I can't get sick from the corona. I'm vaccinated. See this bucket of virus? <laughs> I'm vaccinated. I'll even lick metal. I'm not afraid of anything. Uh, people vaccinated are getting sick. What? People so. No. You need a new booster. What? <laughs> Who wants a shot? Who wants to see a ball game? Ooh, 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 ooh.
on planes for months. Flying on a plane. This is when I knew, like, hmm, all right, this is so dangerous. Keep grandma in the basement. But you can go fly wherever you like. Now, here's the best part. I don't know if you've been flying. They get you soon as you walk in the terminal. Make sure you wear your mask at all times. Do your part. Stay six foot safe. Yeah, that, you know when that doesn't work? The minute you board that plane, everyone's like, oh. <laughs> Come on, I want to get overhead space. Excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me, we got to get on the plane. We gotta, not enough overhead space. Now you're on a plane, I'm on a tube. I'm in a tube. An enclosed tube. Okay? And then I'm sitting next to someone right here. And right here. And this person here, I know that he's about three bills. He's got high cholesterol. He's already huffing and puffing. I'm not used to walking from one terminal to the other. I've had the gout three times in the last year, but they wouldn't take me because of COVID. Doctors don't take anyone nowadays unless you're almost dead and they put you on the respirator. You know. So I said, I'm not dying, but I got the gout. And the mess is keeping him clean. His cheeks are out to here. <laughs> Let's not forget the air vent above that he's too high to Trust the science. Ah! I know a doctor. I know a doctor. Facts and figures. Ah! 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 Then they walk up and down the aisles. It is a federal crime if we catch you with that mask. Blow your nose. You keep it on all, all times or you may never fly again and you may deal with federal punishment. She's racking up charges instead of miles. But it's snack time, you can take them off. Oh, thank you. Thank you, science. Ah, ah. Thank you, experts. Ah. I get to eat with no mask on. We're so safe when we eat peanuts. Isn't this fun? Thank God I'm safe. Well, when you meet somebody you've been watching for over a decade, you feel like you know him, and I've been trying to get him in here forever, and he's got sold-out tours all over the country, all over the world. Jim Brewer is here, one of the top 10 comedians in the world. 30 years, former SNL cast member, uh, podcaster, and just an awesome guy. Survival with Laughter, jimbrewer.com. And most of his shows are already sold out, so but you can go there and find out where he's going to be in a few months and get in to see him. And I've been trying to get him constantly. He said, hey, he's ready to come in. I'm like, wait, he's in Austin? I didn't know that, so I'm going to try to get some tickets coming up in a few days when you're at the Moody Center. I got a sneaking suspicion it's already sold out. So, Jim, great to have you here. You're awesome. It's good to see you, Alex. You're awesome too, man. Well, this you're. Is, I've been. I just. I remember watching you for years, and I was the guy like, "Did you hear what he? What he said happened." I'm just saying, it's a little weird. You don't watch the guy. Eh, no, no, that's wacky stuff. Is it wacky or is it? If it happens, is it still wacky? 
How wacky is it? Oh, you, yeah, this is, this is going to be fun. This is good. Let's talk about you up front because my listeners love you. I love you. And, and, and it, it, I think you were always doing some political stuff, but mainly just being funny. But it seems like mm. I, I, I just met you five minutes ago, so I'm yeah. not words in your mouth. Tell me if I'm wrong. No. That when they, in the last decade, tried to shut down comics first and intimidate people, you were the first to not back down and to say no. And instead of it making you smaller, only make you bigger. It, 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 and that's an example of courage. Is that a proper summation? Well, I, I never was political in my whole life. And I still don't consider myself political whatsoever. I just... I, not political whatsoever, I just went full-blown, in my opinion, what I do common sense, what is so obvious to me in front of me. Now, if you want to categorize certain subjects, whether it's medicine or whatever I talked about, or, or transgender or whatever they're doing, if you want to make that politics, in my opinion, that's on you. But I never, ever was a political comedian, and I'm still not. A political comedian. You're just a common sense I don't guy. join teams, man. I well, never have. You you're, you know more about the numbers because I forget all of it. So much happens. But before they even came after me, they went after comics, it seems. Yes. It, well, I didn't have much of an issue with that. The only time I had an issue with that in my whole life, honestly, was when uh, I had a comedy special. That was the one you were airing. It was called Somebody Had to Say It. And I had a deal to, to, to distribute it. And it was going to go online when they were taking the, the numbers and the pre-orders. And then I said, Hey, I don't, they, they started asking if you show up at the events, you got to show your vax card. And I went, Whoa, 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 Whoa. You, you know what? I'm canceling all gigs that push the vax card. Um, and I, and I went on a rant. Good for you. Dude, I went on a rant just saying, I, I, I'm create, I'm a, I believe God. I don't believe the specialists. I believe my instinct. I know my faith. I know my, I know my morals. You, I don't need a guy with a lab coat telling me if I'm a danger or I'm the one causing issues. I mean, it, it was, it was a part of life where I just could not listen. We all been fooled for billions of years. But I'm just, it's at the breaking point where I want, I, dude, come on, come on. Are you really, when you hear people going, I just want to get back in a bar. As long as I can, if I can get my shot, you know, I don't want, I still want to fly. It's obvious you're being held hostage. And, and you were one of the main leaders. It was an example to countless other comics, Joe Rogan and others. Yes. Who then said, screw you. We're not making our fans that love us take your experimental shot to see us. Yes. Kind of like Rodney Howard Brown, the first preacher to get arrested for still having his church during yes. it. You, you, you were one of the first guys to stand up, so I admire that. And I, and I got to be honest, I, when it happened, I was shocked. I was shocked at the reaction because, Alex, I don't, I don't, I'm past trying to want to be a star. I lived the life. I met everyone that I wanted to meet, and I did everything I wanted to do. I enjoy my, I enjoy my life and, and living simply. And um, the people that reached out, good and bad, really was intriguing to me. Um, certain ones were, I felt threatened. Like, hey, man, you, you know, you gotta be careful what you're saying. You know, you, you gotta push your audience, put a mask on. I'm like, no, I'm not, no, that's ludicrous. And I'd be shocked that they were saying that. And then there was another whole wave of people that came out of the woodwork that said, hey, you know, we're with you and we're gonna unite with you and we stand by you and we're gonna lift you up. And, um, again, I wasn't trying to do anything. I really, uh, to me, it's just common sense. It wasn't a political, it's just common sense.
I, I don't see anything else. So that actually led to me starting a podcast because I had to join a platform where they pay, where I can get my money back from my special because the, the platform dropped me. They say, hey, listen, we're fans of you, but we're going to make a billion dollars. We're going to lose a billion dollars if we, if we air you. Yeah, just, because we those don't know, ties. it's literally the corporate ESGs through BlackRock pull your advertising for them if they don't do it. Yeah, and which I understood. I'm like, okay, that's that. Okay. There's By no the way, the ESG system is collapsing, and BlackRock is basically shutting the division down. Hmm. So I don't think you knew at the time because you did lead it. You're, it's on record. You're given the credit. You deserve it. I don't think you knew what you were doing. You were just doing common sense, but you helped the chain reaction to basically kill the ESG. Does that feel good? Uh, yeah, no, it feels it feels good. I I don't need credit. I don't need credit. You know, there was a, there's a great. I know, but we need people in the future when they try this again no, to realize right. have courage. It, it's contagious. Yes, no, I I 100% agree, and, and I have to say that moment too. I believe it, it was Tucker. Tucker then had me on his show, and I'm anti news. I've been anti news for for 20, 30 years, um, and I've always lived. I don't believe a word they say. Whatever they've always said, I've always said. What are they really hiding? What hand? What is? What's the little puppet back here while they're showing this? What's really going on back here? And even when Tucker went, I'm not going on Tucker. I remember, no, he's part of news. I don't wait. And his producer, uh, a young lady there, she was like, no, trust me. This is a great thing about you standing up. And, and that was also the beginning, like him putting me there. And then some rapper came out. And then the, the floodgates started started coming out of a little bit of a pushback here and there. Rob Schneider called me um, with really encouraging words. Uh, we, the people that came out were pretty powerful. So you didn't beautiful. even think about the angles. You just did the right thing. And George Orwell said, in a world of universal deceit, telling the truth is a revolutionary act. And, 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 and we, we've had a big victory here. They had like 3% uptake on the new shot they're giving, which they admit doesn't even work. Well, I mean, again, common sense. I have a good friend that we didn't talk to for years. He 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 was so against everything that I was thinking and saying. And he basically told me, he goes, you know, when I really, really got concerned when I vaccinated my child and then my child got COVID. He goes, that really, that was the first time I started really waking up. And he goes, and we all got COVID. And he goes, and I have two shots. I go, yeah, well, you know. What oh, what do you think of Howard Stern? I think they said he's had five shots and then he announces he has COVID. And he said, people that don't take the shot, I have the club, should be denied medical care. That's really, un I mean, Howard I, Stern, wow. You know, it, How do you go from Mr. Free Speech uh, to like Mr. Mr. It, I, I can't, you know, Howard's been extremely good to me. He always- He used to have me on. I don't- I, I know, mean, but I, I will say- you know, if we if I was able to do a show again, that is definitely something I would talk about. We're we're I highly hundred percent disagree with what he says. I think Well it's, it's not just that you disagree. He reckless. says he took I've got it right here, five shots, hit out for three years in his house. Right. And then now he's got it and got really sick. Well, dude, this I mean I I know. But I don't know what goes through their minds. You know, I went through I went I went through this, Alex. I went through the period of I was angry. I get angry at everyone trying to push this and trying to fight it and all that. And now I look at everyone that really pushes it as um, uh, Stockholm syndrome war. victims. Yes, yes, it's like uh, uh, cult members. Well, I don't know, but like, 
All right, we're at war. Would you agree this is sort of, it's a war? It is a war. Okay, so if you come back from war and you've been, your arms are blown off or whatever, to me, this is a mental war and I see them as casualties of the psychological war, which is what we're in. In, wow. in my opinion. So I don't hate them anymore. No, I totally agree. There are people that were susceptible to the propaganda. Correct. So they're victims. Correct. So, uh -huh. it's, so I look at them more as, wow, this, this person is a casualty of the psychological war, and they still have them leave, uh, living in the deepest fear, which is what they pray that is their weapon. It's the ultimate Fear. You're gonna die. My God, if you were a psychologist, I'd go to you. I'm not kissing your ass. This is super deep. You're Chris. I'm, I'm impressed. Spend a few minutes before you get back to this about your upbringing. You're. I mean, I always love your comedy, but you're super smart. How the hell did you come up with all this, or what? What was the background that got you to this point? Uh, it. Well, my dad was a World War II vet. Um, you know, I was a late kid. My mom. My mom was the first one to. She wasn't a. She had a big issues with church. Uh, something happened to her when she was young. So I, I, I learned to question everything since I was a child. Like even faith and religion. So and you got betrayed and stuff. What's that? Oh, you, know, you, you saw some lies. Uh, uh, without a doubt, 100%. And I, and I saw even my mom. Like we'll, we'll take it, for instance, for my mom. My, my mother's first child uh, was born. His, my mother's first husband was killed, he's, he's buried in Luxembourg, okay? So he, he came home from the war and then they, they got pregnant and married. He, he felt he needed to go back. I think he fought on a patent for a little bit and he gets murdered six weeks before the war ended. But where I'm getting at is here she is and she's Lutheran, he was Catholic, and this is the 40s. This isn't really that far long ago. And she would over and over replay going into a church, a house of God, where you are representing faith and God. And the, the priest would not acknowledge that baby or my wife, I mean, uh, my mother, because they weren't Catholic. And so I don't she have was, a problem with no, 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 no. It, 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 it's betrayal, it, it, and it's it's a and, it's a system getting between us and God. No, I totally get what you're saying. Well, and then, but that made me question so many things. And her her dad got up and said, "No, no, no," and called the priest out in front of the entire congregation. Said, "You, none of you are people of God. None of you. This 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 man had a wife. He had a child. None of you represent God. You're thieves." Your heathens, your 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 gangsters, or whatever he said. So, and my dad was, you know, World War II vet guy. So between the two of them and their feelings and their emotions, my dad was never caught up in trends or anything like. He was just always. I never understood it. So I don't know. And little kids on the street, they'd always like, oh, I went to. You know, you're going to hell because you don't go to church. And I had a deep understanding of a God. I think death will do that to you or the understanding of death that we're not gonna be here long. And it makes you appreciate that we're here not for a long, we're on borrowed That's time. That's all I think about every second. We're here on borrowed time. And it all makes life think. so much better though when you realize yes, it. Yes, yes. So I just question everything, 9-11, everything. No, but you're right. It all starts with, I don't care if it's Protestant or Catholic, these churches are run by political groups. 
And, and, and that's not where you find God. I mean, I'll just say it. You're not going to find God in almost any church. You're going to find, find him anywhere. Yeah. You find God anywhere. The source God is incredible. If you tap into it and you tap into like, you oh, know, God, what do you want me to fit in? You send out the salespeople, whoever created the salespeople, they're the demons in my opinion. Exactly. They're like, whoa, this God thing's powerful. Let's act like we own it. Yes. I'm like, what a great way to control society. It's like he showed up wanting water out of a well, and the guy goes, I actually made the water. You're going to do what I say for you. (laughs) What a great way to control society. Tell us your secrets. (laughs) And then you're able to manipulate people with guilt and their emotions, and you're able to see, well, those parents are very naive, and they'll never believe if we do this, that, that. They'll never believe because I represent God. And now they've moved on from the churches and, 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 and to the psychologist, the psychiatrist, who well, I have a statistic here, something like 90% of psychiatrists are Democrats. So you're going to somebody, I think they're going to help you. They have a political agenda right there. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, I won't say who, but I know a person that their child was seeing a therapist, a child. This is, I think, 14, 15-year-old child. And, you know, we're, we're, in, a, we're in a part in our lives where you're, you don't, they'll tell if we really hear something we think you should know, we'll tell you. That's your child, one-on-one with an adult, going in secrecy, and later found out, like, yeah, they were transgendering their child. Oh, the schools all over the country. And that kid was 12 years old. So the therapist child, the therapist, this is, I swear on my life, it's a true story. No, it's in the news. It's in the news that in in, in Austin, Texas, it's all over the news. And in Denver, Colorado, they get like seven-year-olds telling me maybe another sex. They go, okay. Then they create a file and say your parents may not like it and create a whole secrecy operation not letting the parents know that they are corrupting your child. Keep going. The devil is a genius. Well, finish your story. I'm just saying. God's better. I believe you. It's on record. It's happening. Tell us what happened. Well, you know, once they found out, they, they, they changed their course of action. But I wonder how many kids were led in a different direction. Well, that's it. You take your child to a doctor or psychologist, psychiatrist. They trust them. You think they're going to get real help. No, there's an agenda. Of course there is. And it's real, but people don't believe in the boogeyman. They don't believe humanity is capable of being pure, demonic, satanic evil. They're waiting for the horns and they're waiting for a tail when they don't realize, oh, they got brown eyes. Oh, sometimes they're Jewish. Oh, sometimes they're a Christian. Oh, sometimes they pretend that it doesn't matter. You nailed it. The devil manifests everybody. Of course. Wow. Of course. I'm even more impressed. Wow. Keep going. But so does God. It's your choice. You go this way or that way. You know, it's really in my, it's the more we realize what truth is and and what we're living in is really just this it's it's like sitting in a movie theater but you're getting emotionally emotionally attached believing every single thing they're creating for you you know i i would sit there and go my friends and i would go the roman empire never ended we're still in it no. it's, it's 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 come on it's crazy sitting there waiting all week like uh, your your emotions we we live in a time where all your emotions can be manipulated to make you violent, to make you hate, to make you um, get depressed, to make you kill yourself, to make you 
uh, change your sex, to change everything. And at the end of the day, that's your morality. That's your God. You're basically, they, they created how to push what's built inside of you, your true human spirit. The programming God gave us. The spirituality that we're born, all natural, that all beings are born with, Within a, with our true agenda, somehow this machine, whoever runs the machine, whatever runs the machine, has stripped that away and put all the, the specialist, the therapist, the entertainer. The, and again, what is all that? False idols. False I, I never understood because false it's all, idols. I agree. It's I all God already gave us the blueprint. It's our conscience. We know what we're supposed to do. Correct. And then notice almost all these high priests are going against that. Well, because there's a lot of money involved to stay to to And if you if you teach a man to fish, he doesn't eat you anymore. They want to give us fish, not teach us how to fish. They they want controlled Correct. people. Correct. And then they're gonna poison the fish. And then with the poison, they're gonna make the medicine to fix you when you get sick from the fish. And then then, then they can get you to they can get you to whatever whatever they want. But don't they get it blows back on them? I, I do think I think the times have changed dramatically with thank God people like you, uh Rogan, and uh Russell Brand was was uh Tucker. Tucker. Even Jimmy Dore, like everybody's Yeah, Jimmy Dore. Jimmy Dore's incredible. It, and everyday people, everyday people. This is which, by the way, we call ourselves every day. We're the real people that are dialed in. We're not. We're not God, but we're no. getting the transmission. I feel that way a lot of times. Oh, I, I, know. I, I don't do everything. I just go. What do I do? It's like Nyeh. that's what I do. I just ask every day before I came in here. Like just please tell is whatever. That you is want so me. heavy. I never ask God for anything. I say, what do I do? That's what I say. I say I don't ask him. I go. Please let me say exactly what you need to be said. What? Uh, please let me be able to do what you need me to do and reach that person that needs to be uh, hear it or see it or feel it or think it or be it. That's that's where I'm at in life. I do my I, do I hit the point all the time? No, but that's where I'm at in life. I never ask for anything because I know. It, no, I, nothing's to be taken for granted. Everything's a blessing. This moment's a blessing. So much can be touched by this very moment. Well, I'm glad we went back to your roots because I would imagine, have you talked about that much? What do you mean? Just my your roots? roots and what woke your family up, what woke you up. Oh, yeah, yeah. But my family wasn't all woke up. They still, you know, I still... Uh, well, they woke up to the fact that the church was full of crap. That was a big well, my mo Well, my dad did, but my, my mom struggled with faith for a long time. She... she she held on to God as much as she could. And, and she tried to find church and she found one guy. So my dad would never go. My dad would never, my dad, my dad was completely no, Your dad was already dialed in, so he didn't need them. Right, right, and he, you know, we go to church and the minute the guy would start talking, he'd be, he'd be like, dad, you know, my mom's like, he's like, he's like, when's he gonna ask for the cash? My dad, you such a mouth, you know, so. He'd make it front of the hat. He'd make it front of the outfit. He just, but I'm not sure if my dad believed in some. I asked him point blank before he passed away. I said, Dad, do you believe there's any good? No. Really nothing? No. So I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, because if you're presented with these churches, you think there's nothing. But if you ever, like, you get to, you know, 
Oh, I've, I've, I go on personal experience where things... The Holy Spirit. No, it's real. Oh, I know. Like, you don't have to God tells to me. me what's about to happen over and over to show me I'm real. Bro, I, I, I know for a fact, and I got to say, since I was young, I'm trying to remember the exact moment, but there were moments in my life where... It, it was the it was that moment where you go, okay, you're gonna tap into, you're gonna tap into God or the devil, or you're gonna tap in the devil, dude. I remember. I'll tell you what. I don't really know if I said this. I tried to remember. I, I have a couple instances where I challenged the devil. It didn't turn out very well. Um, Hold on, this is too powerful. We're going to break in about fifty seconds. Jim, I am over the top impressed because I've had the same experiences. But I mean, at least you challenged the devil. When I was a little bit younger, I never was a devil worshiper. No. But but I said, devil, show me what you can do. Oh, I got one for you. Uh, we're going to go to break. I got one for you. We're going to talk about it. We're going to go to break here in like 20 seconds. Jim Burr is our guest, jimburr.com. We're going beyond the comedy, folks. We're going beyond the sentence. We're going down to what it really matters. This is hardcore. Tell everybody, you know, tune in now. Millions watching. I got a sneaking suspicion this is going to get 20 million views on X. <laughs> Jim Brewer, stay with us. Bro, I love this. Hey, I got some good news for everybody. A lot of products not available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. Just one word, DrJonesNaturals.com. We'll put that on screen, DrJonesNaturals.com. Dozens and dozens of silver products, that original Super silver toothpaste with the iodine, the nano silver, the tea tree oil. This is the most incredible toothpaste ever. It's exclusively available at drjonesnaturals.com and so many other products you can't get at infowarsstore.com or available at drjonesnaturals.com. A lot of people, we've gotten so many calls and emails wanting this toothpaste. He's produced it again, it's available again, a limited run at drjonesnaturals.com. And there's so many other great products there on the site. Be sure and check it out. There's a lot of products available there that are available at InfoWarsStore.com. A lot of products that aren't available at InfoWarsStore.com are available at DrJonesNaturals.com. <laughs> when I grow up, I want to lead the human rebellion against the new world order. You know, I challenged the devil a lot in my life and found a lot about the devil. But you can't challenge the devil without God. One of the top comedians in the world, Jim Brewer of jimbrewer.com, baby, just blew us away. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jim, you 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 got cut off by the break. We got to yeah. take the local breaks for local stations. You said, I made a mistake, or I'm going from memory. Yeah, I challenged challenge the devil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, so, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to preface this by saying this. My whole life... For, for a very long time. And I just started telling people this because I was always afraid to say it. I, I always I always saw myself, if I wasn't just doing straight up stand-up, as being a, uh, a, I used to call it a spiritual warrior. Meaning I, to, to be able to touch lives through spirituality and God, but not, no, I don't, I, and I don't want to, I want to, come off going, I know the Bible really, I don't. You know, not dogma. Yeah. I don't know it whatsoever. And I don't have anything against it. I'm not saying it's not real, but I'm just saying from experiences and, and, and peeling away the layers of how deep this really is and how things are truly connected. That, 
So with that said, um, to the point where even I'm putting together now for the first time in my life, because I keep saying it for over 20-something years, Alex, I really want to do a type of, and I don't like the word testimonial, because it lumps into a, a certain category of telling stories that are so real, so spiritual, so deeply God embedded that they'll touch lives. Cause so well, let me just interrupt one you. of the times I he, did I'm it. Interrupt you. Even Joe Rogan, I wouldn't call him an atheist, but he, he knows the system's corrupt. He's like, I don't know about God. He's talking about God and believing it now because it's so obvious it's good versus evil. It's good versus evil. It always has been good versus evil. So I'll, I'll give you, this was a weird one. So I, I decided I'm gonna write a book. And at the time, everyone wanted me to write this book. They're like, you know, put the Sunday Live stories in there. When you were half-baked, you know, tell all the funny Dave Chappelle stories, which I have plenty of stories. I, that's my, I tell stories. But what I really wanted to put out were these deep spiritual stories that I thought would impact people. That's your core. Correct. And that's always been my core throughout everything I did. You know, I get tempted and then I run to God. I'm like, oh, I don't know what to do. I thought being Hollywood was the thing I wanted. And well, okay, you're out of there. Uh, I thought, save my marriage. And so I've always anchored God with my decisions. Um, A wise decision. Well, you trial and error. It doesn't feel good when you do the other side. I don't care what anyone says. Oh, I've tried it. Everyone tries it. It doesn't. You convince I've yourself. I've served Satan for three years. Say that again? I served, not on purpose, but I was under Satan's control for three years, like about 14, 15, 16. Got more women, more power, more everything. Uh, it was insane. But it was all diseased and depressed and horrible. Mm, I almost, I I never went there. Thank God. Thank God. I, I This happened to me since I was very, very young. Oh, everybody. It's tempted, yeah. Um, Most people, the, the devil knows people that are talented. He really comes after you. Oh, so I tell I tell everyone that went. Listen, the more the more your light beams out of you, the more the more the dark is going to come and try to smack. The, it's I always go. Do you watch Star Wars? What does Darth Vader do the whole time? Find me that Skywalker. The good side. Find me. There's another. There's a Find Jedi. his whole place. Destroy get himself. That, yes, get that Jedi. Get the Jedi and we can rule the world. That is the, the Jedi are relentless. Yes. We must destroy them all. <laughs> Find me that Jedi. <laughs> it's such a pat. That's a, it's another great movie. It's our anyway, time. So I'm gonna write a book, uh, and I'm gonna and on the book in the book I'm gonna write my stories of how. So well, I'm writing this thing, and I'm writing, and I've got my regular stories, but I'm writing the spiritual stories. Right, God and all this stuff, and how it, how this happened, but then this happened because ask God, da, 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 and here's a great story. Now, when I got to the hotel, I was doing some comedy festival in Vegas, and we were staying at Caesars or something, and all the big names are there. And I got my wife there, and I'm, I'm telling you, on my life, on my, on my, the demons were throwing themselves at you. No, no, no. I'm, I'm telling you this is a true story. It sounds crazy, but I'm telling you I'm not, I have nothing to sell but the truth right here. All right? And the book doesn't even exist. So I'm not even going to try to sell it. It's, it's nothing it. to do with the book. Right? You can't get it anymore. So I'm right, I, I have a notebook, and I'm writing all this stuff. And, I, and on the flight, I already wrote about 12 pages. I've never written 
this much in my life. Back in both sides of the page. You're inspired. My, oh, my God. My fingers are dented and they hurt. We're, my wife's like, can we go downstairs and do our nails? I go, I took my notebook because that's all I want to do is write my notebook. And I went to the window in Caesar's palace and I said, I'm in the devil's den and you can't stop what I'm about to put out there. Because what I did was before that, I was trying to hide it. God forbid someone came in. I didn't want anyone to steal my notebook which to me is already a crazy thought. Who's breaking in to a, a suite in Caesar's palace no, but you, you to steal a notebook? You're gonna do. Oh, oh, yeah. No, and I'm like, I know I'm going to change lives with this one. So I, I'm putting it in, my, in the drawer. I'm putting it in between the bed sheets. And I went, what am I, do- like, what am I doing? What am I afraid? So I went to the window and I said, I challenge you to try to stop me. And I put it. It was a long table in there. It was, it was like a big living room. So I put it on the table right next to the window. My wife and I then went downstairs. We, you know, our nails. We come back up, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours later. <clears throat> and we come in. She said she was taking a shower, going to get ready for dinner and then the show. And I went to go right. And when I opened the book, the, it was, the pages, it was blank. So I'm like, oh, what? Wow. The, oh, no, dude. So I'm like, wait a minute. What the? F-? So I'm going through every page and all, it, it's completely blank. It's like, what the? F-? Like, what? So now I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm looking at all the places. There was a safe and I was going to fold it, but I didn't want to fold it. So maybe I left it in the safe. Like, I'm not, I'm going crazy right now. I'm going crazy. And I'm, I'm asking my wife, I said, D, where did you rip pages out? She went, no. I said, where's the book? You left it on the table. I said, well, it's empty. Oh, that's impossible. That's stupid. Blah, 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 blah. So now I go, I'm completely confused. So I'm, I go out, I'm looking in the garbage. And then I went into the hallway and to my left, to the right with the elevators, to the left, there was a, uh, the, the maid's cart. And the maid comes out of the room and I said, do you, do you know anything that the no and she couldn't speak English and she had I'm not saying she was demonic I, I didn't know your story that's how the devil works through someone to make him do it dude, dude and she she had the darkest eyes and she went oh oh so, sorry I, I I throw out and went what what are you talking about she I I I, I throw out like you why would you go tear? Exactly. She's influenced. I was about to guess. I bet a maid tore it out. She tore the pages out. That's that's the possession. It's the avatar. It's what it is. And I, there's nothing you can convince no, me. No, it operates through otherwise. humans. I was going to guess that. In fact, I didn't want to interrupt you. I was going to say, I bet a maid tore it out. A maid tore it up. <laughs> and I had to go down in the... Uh, in the, the old Alex would have interrupted you and stolen the thunder. But wow, yeah, no, I, that's exactly how it works. But that moment, that moment, Alex, I went... Uh, uh, and what I thought was like, I, I, I felt God going, well, do you still have the drive? Do you still... I'm like, no, no, dude, you're way more powerful. I ain't going to let that happen. But respect... <laughs> I ain't never going to challenge that again. 
Just stick to the well, mission. Well, the devil's not omnipresent, but he can read the thoughts. So the challenge, he got it. He got the challenge. There's no reason for me to challenge. There's no reason for me to challenge. No, I've learned to totally ignore the devil. The devil well, what the? Do you like, if you ever get in a debate with the devil, it's not good. No. No, and every single time. I'll tell you what. I, I know another, I got plenty. I got plenty. No, keep telling us, brother. So there's another one. Believe me, I'm not going to tell my story. People can handle it. Oh, no, I want to hear it. Oh, it's, it's bad. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, they, well, I, I mean, I didn't do anything bad, but I mean, it was eyes wide shut stuff. Oh, okay. Oh, I mean, I didn't, I, okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, I oh. know how real it is. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's hardcore. Um, the devil doesn't have omnipresence, but can put enough together for the future. So the devil tried to get me early. So I felt the same way. And it, it was very intense. I felt the same way. And the first time I really, really saw him, I was, I was tripping. I was on mescaline, mm -hmm. and it was like late. Which lowers the veil. I was, I was low. It was, and I did not enjoy it. And I told my friend, I said, I don't, I, I need to go home. And I'll never forget. He dropped me off, and he goes, um, "Listen, whatever you do." And I would, I used to do this as a bit, but it's real. And he basically said, "Whatever you do, don't look in the mirror." Because you just just don't look in the mirror. Go in your room. You're not gonna you're not gonna go to sleep. You're gonna be up for a while. Try not to watch TV. Try to be silent. Da, da, da. I was like two in the morning, three in the morning, and of course I keep looking at the mirror. And then when I got in the mirror, the the blacks of my eyes, and I saw I. I'm surprised you didn't see Baphomet. What? See what? A goat? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, what'd you say? I saw the devil, the demon in me, and he was laughing because he was like, I'm going to get you. And at that moment, I'm looking in the mirror and I went, oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, you no, no. no. And I started, what did the demon look like? It was just dark. It was me, but a darker, evil, heavy. Like moonlight on you. I'm going to say it was more... Glowing or shining? It wasn't shining. It was dark. And the well, it was a dark shining. It's what I would call it. Well... It's like the light goes out and it goes back in. Yes. Um, but I just remember looking in the mirror and at that moment going, oh, no, no, no. No, I'm a God guy. You ain't winning. No, no, no. You're not winning this. I'm I'm team God. So the good news is like the Charlie Daniels song, Devil Went Down to Georgia. When the devil gives you a challenge, don't take it. Just say No. I'm going to follow God's direction. Don't even have conversations with the devil. You're correct. There's no reason to. There's no need to. All you need to do is talk to God. You don't need to talk to the devil. The devil's always going to be there to, to, to push you and nudge you in a certain direction. Yeah, don't open up a conversation with the devil. I, I agree with that. A hundred percent no. So there's been many, many, many times where it could have easily gone in that direction. Um. But that's self-awareness. Other people go, oh, that's because you were tripping on drugs and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'm going to tell a story I haven't told Jim Brewer just because you told this. Okay. You want me to tell a story about the devil? Yeah, yeah, I want to hear this. All right, this is a true story. Okay. All right, we lived on a golf course in Rockwall on a lake, and they hadn't built houses um, on the last level up. We were up on a hill. Well, they hadn't built houses up there yet. <laughs> so they're building these houses up there. And it's, it, I'm not on drugs, not on alcohol, marijuana, anything. Wasn't a big drug guy. I tried a few things here and there, but, and 
I'm just really thinking about the future and the way Satan approaches you, if it's the devil, but demons is different things, but it's pride. And I was having these visions of power and these great things I would do and these things. And I'm like 14 years old and I'm in my bed at night, like 10 o'clock and I can't sleep. And I feel like I'm being tempted by the devil. So I go outside at night, I walk around the neighborhood and I go up on top of one of these houses they're building right down the street, about two doors down. So here's my parents' house. Here they are building these new houses. And I go up and I sit on, I climb up on the wood on top of a house they're building. So the scaffolding's up, the wood superstructure's there. And I'm sitting there and the devil is like, just join me and all your confusion will be over and I will empower you and you're gonna get all this power. And it's gonna be incredible. It's like this vision of pride. And I said, okay, devil, if you're real, take my hand. And I put my hand out in the dark on top of house. I've been out for hours, it's like 2 a.m. now. And my father running up the top of the house in his underwear, reaches his hand into mine and says, no, God loves you. So he'd been woken up by this. The Holy Spirit runs out of the house, down the street in his underwear, old fashioned white underwear. My dad climbs up like a gorilla, grabs my hand and says, no, Jesus is real, God loves you. Wow. That's true. That was, that happened right at the satanic conversion point. Wow. That's how I know God's real. My dad never did that. He never watched me at night. He'd let me do whatever I want. I could leave, do whatever I wanted. I had jobs, everything was like 10 years old. But that night, my dad literally woke up, ran out of the house, knew where I was. He didn't see me on, you know, on some rooftop down the street, literally like a gorilla, ran up the thing and grabbed my hand and said, no, Jesus loves you. Literally, as my hand goes out to Satan, do you literally, the moment, He's like panting, exploding up the thing for the moment. I mean, that's God's real, man. That's a that's a powerful moment in time if you recognize it. You recognized it. Many people don't recognize that. But my dad's asleep in the house at 2 a.m. How does he know to run out of the house? How and does he know? Run up the back of the house. Exactly. And even, even. In his underwear. Even if he... He woke up in his underwear. Yes. Even if he just got up and he's like, hey, where's the little... Why is he not in bed? His oh my God, son was about to make a deal with the devil. Yes. That's heavy. That's heavy. Swear to God, that's true, folks. That's how real this is. I got tears in my eyes. It's amazing. No, it... it well, that's, that's a great word, by the way. Amazing. I feel like humans, we've been taught that anything we believe is deeply spiritual or, or from, from a, a, a higher light or a higher being or energy or godly, we're so afraid to mention it because we've been trained, oh, that's weird, that's crazy, that's culty. But at the end of the day, no, it's beautiful, it's powerful, it's what we are. It was totally and psychic. When things happen like that, well, even that word, it's become... It's psychic. That is telepathic. It is, it is from an, and that happened. Yes. Everybody watching knows deep down that happened. This isn't Stephen King fiction. This happened. Oh yes, it, there, it's happened multiple times. I mean, I I go in a small, in smaller times where the first time I was really gonna be introduced to Hollywood, I had. We, I had a TV show. We were spinning off of Home Improvement. I was the new big shot in town. Uh, it was me, Dave Chappelle, and the show's called Buddies. And after Tuesday night, they already, they already 
recorded one show, our commercials were playing, but I knew immediately my marriage was gonna come to an end. I knew, I felt the dark of, oh, I'm in Hollywood and this is what they do. I felt- And it like, comes after your wife is what it does. I did, it was gonna break us up immediately. And I thought, oh, well maybe I'll just live two lives. And I got on my knees, I sobbed and I begged God to please get me out of this situation. I'm not going to do well. I don't know how I'm gonna. And even Dave Chabelle ran off too. Was that before? Well, before after? this, before this happened. Yeah. This this is nineteen. Which is normal. It's like you're like the this, devil's coming, man. No, it's like you know. This is 1994, and you know I'm still really young. We just got married, blah blah. blah. And I dropped to my knees and I begged God, please get me out of this situation. How do I get out of a TV show? How do I get in the situation? How do I get out of Hollywood? All my life. The next day, we're at the read-through, and they're like, hey, uh, you know, we're going to have heavy read-throughs for this week's episode, blah, 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 go home. I had a bunch of friends uh, at the hotel. They're gonna, we're going to watch the premiere. The premiere's on this week. That I'm on the cover of TV Guide. Uh, and my manager calls me, and he goes, hey, man, come back into my room. I go down the room. I go, what's up? And he goes, yeah, they, uh, they let you go from the show. I said, what? What do you, what do you, what do you? He goes, yeah, they, I don't know why. They just, they just let you go. Did you spiritually made the decision? Bro, what the? F it's all curse? contracts. I'm telling you, what I swear to God on my children, I literally go, okay, Satan, show me your reel, put my hand out. And at that exact instant, my father grabs and says, no, God loves you. The exact, not like one tenth of a second. I'm like, boom. It's real. I know it. And think real. how awesome that is. We do live forever. It's we are spiritual so beings. There's nothing to worry about, folks. We're eternal. It, I got, it's like, it's real, people. I got a story for you. I yeah. got a story for you. And again, a lot of people, they don't know, they don't know. When my dad died, this is another whole, this made me go into another whole dimension. Yeah. I got, I got the, I, I begged God my whole life, please, God, let me hold my dad let me, let me be with my, I don't want my father being alone when he leaves this world. Because this man, to me, this guy was a sacrifice. They talk about human sacrifice, Jesus. Yes, Jesus sacrifice. There's millions of us that are sacrificed. This guy grew up with 10 brothers and sisters. His mom was dead when he was He was three. an amazing soul. Yes. Uh, and never complained. This man was in the war for three years. He saw, he, he, he never talked about, he never... Never yelled, never what it was always good. So with that said, I beg God, please, I don't want this man to die alone. Whatever I get in life, no matter who I get to work or whatever money I make, blah, blah, I just want to be there for my father when he goes. Well, God granted me that. I get to hold this man to the last, you know, last breath, and it's powerful. Now, we all lose people. Um, it was it was a couple months later, all right? And I have a, I have a, you know, you have a meltdown, you know, when you're crying, you know, when you lose someone and you're making you, me cry right now, dude. And you get the, the mouth open, nothing coming out. The, uh, no one understands that pain unless you're, you're, unless you're in it or you've, or you've experienced it. So my sister dies two months later, but it's, it's oh a big, God. yeah, it's a big mess, right? I'm in my living room 
and I'm asking God, I say, God, please, I know, I know he's in a safe place and, I, and I'm not asking for the answers, but can I, when, when I die, do I feel him? Am I able to, am I able to see him? Am I able to, is there, I'm not, I'm not gonna ask you to give me a sign. On my life, on my life, as I'm going through this, I'm going, what is it like? The window in the next room starts tapping. So I, I, I walk to the window and it's, it's this bird, it's a cardinal. I was about to say bird. I got to stop right now because I, 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 I want to, I'm starting to interrupt you so you finish the story. This no. is not set up. I am in my kitchen two days ago, right when the sun comes up at 7 a.m. I've already cooked my daughter breakfast with my wife's out of town. And I'm sitting there and I said, God, is there going to be payment to the enemy? Are they going to get defeated? Mm. Are they going to be destroyed? And I live on a hilltop. Never seen this before. Uh, a hawk shoots through like a laser beam right through the pillar outside and runs over and grabs a squirrel right as I say, God, will we defeat the enemy? And this hawk goes right through and grabs a squirrel right in front of me. And, and, and I knew that was much from God. And you just used a bird analogy. I swear to God. Oh, no, no. Now you just started me on something else now. You got to remind me about the hawk story. I got a, I've got a hawk story. He's going to blow your mind. Okay. So first of all, it's like hawks and eagles are dialed in. Well, hawks and eagles are also the closest to God. They're the ones that fly. Well, Americans say that too. Yes, that's where I've learned that from. So, dear, I got a great story for you. This is incredible. This is amazing. So that so the cardinal, it's a cardinal, right? Now listen, I, th th there's a little part of me weirded out. Like, is this just a bird? Is this just a coincidence? Would this be happening if I wasn't going through this whole? spiritual thing two minutes ago. So while I'm doing that, and the bird's just looking at me, you know, it's, it's chirping, and I keep walking away, and then it would come up against the window again, right? Boom, 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 boom. Now, I, then my parents came up. Well, this bird, this cardinal now, shows up every day where I held my dad, where he died, in that room. He starts at the crack of dawn, and he goes around the house, all the way to the window seat. And this is going on every single day. So now you ask people and you're not sure, you know, is this weird? Is it just a bird? You know, one person- That's God for a message. God works through all these things. Well, well, you know, and you talk to one person like, oh, you know, it's just a bird. And he sees his reflection, he's territorial. And you go, all right, maybe. But before you, know, you told the bird story, I was about to tell the hawk story. Oh, dude, I got a hawk story. All right, we're gonna- No, we gotta, well, I this is- Stay there, hour number, hour number awesome three. stories. Oh, wow. Jim Brewer's our oh, guest. This is awesome story. This is awesome. We'll be right back. Stay with us. Ladies and gentlemen, it's happening. Two years in the making, and we didn't plan it like this because we didn't know, to release Alex Jones' New World Order Wars that's all about fighting Epstein and Clinton and Hillary and the deep state and the pedo rings. Whole levels just dealing with that because that's the truth of how they operate. And now the game went on Steam, the biggest online platform of video games in the world, 150 million users a week, and it already shot to number one. So find the link to Steam at alexjonesgame.com or search Alex Jones' New World Order Wars at Steam and get it for yourself. It's got an incredible 97% reviews. We'll put the link to Steam on screen and to alexjonesgame.com. Get it. 
we are taking back the culture. We are taking things back. This will fund the info war going into the election in the next 10 months. The only way we fail is if we don't take action. Get New World Order Wars by Alex Jones now. Thank you for what you did three years ago today. Since that day, more than 1,200 people have been charged for their assault on the Capitol. Nearly 900 of them have been convicted or pled guilty. Collectively to date, they have been sentenced to more than 840 years in prison. When I said how many agents or assets of the government were present on January 5th and January 6th and agitating in the crowd to go into the Capitol and how many went into the Capitol, can you answer that now? I don't know the answer to that question. You've had two years to find out. And the day, by the way, that was in reference to Ray Epps. And yesterday you indicted him. Isn't that a wonderful coincidence on a misdemeanor? Meanwhile, you're sending grandmas to prison. You're putting people away for 20 years for merely filming. Some people weren't even there. You've got all the goods on him, 10 videos, and it's an, and it's an indictment for a misdemeanor? The American public isn't buying it. Three years later, the tide of tyranny is turning. January 6th defendants like Jake Lang have taken their case to the Supreme Court, where tyranny should no longer have a foothold. Jake, you are overdue for a trial now by well over a thousand days. The Sixth Amendment guarantees the rights of criminal defendants, including the right to a public trial without unnecessary delay. What has been said by the prosecution or your defense team regarding your Sixth Amendment rights? Uh, myself and all the January Sixers, John, have been completely denied our constitutional rights. Um, the right to due process has been just absolutely it's devastated. They have withheld exculpatory evidence, evidence that will help exonerate you from the Jan Sixers. They've elongated my trial out um, to September 9th of 2024. That would be three years and nine months of political prisoner held hostage by Joe Biden's corrupt Department of Justice and the FBI Gestapo. Um, and they have even obfuscated the nature of the people who are accusing me of doing crimes against them only supplying their first and last initial of their name and uh, not giving any sworn witness testimonies um, or any hospital records or reports from any alleged injuries. They've done this to me and 1,250 other January 6th persecuted American patriots that have been charged criminally from January 6th. The Jan Sixers look like we're going to be getting a huge wave of relief where the potential uh, to overturn the 1512 obstruction of Congress, 20-year maximum felony. 330 Jan Sixers, including myself, have been charged with it, and Donald Trump. And so if the Supreme Court steps in and drops this charge, what we're going to see is hundreds of January Sixers who are currently behind bars are going to be given basically a huge jail spring that same day because this is the blanket political charge it's been weaponized and over broadly applied to uh, force people into plea deals and to give people elongated prison sentences and so if this charge gets dropped uh, hundreds of jan sixers will go free that same day and uh, it'll be a i mean a massive day of vindication for the january 6th community and our family members that miss us very much and in the case of Jeremy Brown, a retired U.S. Army Special Forces Master Sergeant, the impulsive setup of our nation's defenders in the name of tyranny is finally seeing the light of day. They claim that they found classified documents related to, an, to a soldier held in Afghanistan. Is that correct? 
right? That document that they actually charged and convicted me of, I actually left out for them to find. So that document that they actually convicted of me, they didn't even indict me on that document until after my original trial date had already passed. They did not want that document exposed, which is why I left it there to be exposed because that document is not classified. That document, I typed myself on my own personal computer. Joe Biden and his handlers have demonstrated without a shadow of a doubt that they are the very antithesis of the American Republic for which it stands. An important note when it comes to our prosecutions about those who remained outside the building. We have used our prosecutorial discretion to primarily focus on those who entered the building, are those who engaged in violent or corrupt conduct on Capitol grounds. But if a person knowingly entered the restricted area without authorization, they had already committed a federal crime. 2024 is the year the J6 political prisoners will be freed. John Bound reporting. All right, one of the top comedians in the world, Jim Brewer, is in studio. The planets have aligned. So I told the story about my dad. Yep. You told the story about the demonic influence. You challenge the devil. You lay your notebook down in Vegas. You go for a few hours. You come out. It's ripped out. And God even shows you, leads you right to the maid who said, I don't know why I did it. I was commanded to do it because she didn't have God in control of her. It's avatars, just like, you know, the movies uh, that they you know put out avatar. This is what's going on. There's good influence. There's bad influence. We are transceivers. That's why we know the sixth sense is true. It's why butterflies can fly to Canada, to Mexico, and back. There, there is an electromagnetic thing going on, and you were just talking about experiencing this, and then countless times here, I've never heard these stories from you, I'm literally about to finish your sentence, but I shut up to be nice, and I'm like, hey, a bird just did this, you're like, oh, it's all about that, so God doesn't just work through through humans, God, God can influence and show us things, but so can the devil. And, and this is electromagnetic, it's chemical. We have these rods and cones in our brain that are dollar to the sun, the star, the moon, all life around us. It, it, it's women's sixth sense, it's, it, it's there. So Jim Brewer, continue. Yeah, so the, the, quick with the, the cardinal story. Uh, so this thing now shows up every day, it kind of becomes a joke in the house. You know, uh, one person goes- but Right at the moment you're praying, God show me. Yeah, it, dad, it comes right to the window where your dad died. Yeah, and I said, I what I was praying, just to make everyone clear, I'm not saying show me, I was basically saying, is there, can you show me, like, is there, what do we feel? Is there an existence when we- I miss my dad, I wanna see him again. Yes, and the and the window starts tapping. I go there as a cardinal. Um, I start looking at him, I'm a little freaked out. Like, would this be here? Would this be happening? Is he just, what is going on? And every time I walk away, we'd go against the window like this. I like coming up against, so, you know, like, is it? Like, nah, I can't be. Now, he starts showing up every day in the room where I held my dad and he passed away. And um, every day, now this is, this is October. He comes every day through the entire winter, every day through the spring, every day. One year goes by. We film this thing. The kids are now making it a joke. I swear to God, I'm not even trying to be funny. Not the kids will go, Grandpa, can you knock tap on the window? It's a weekend. We don't have school. You know, so... It becomes kind of a funny thing, but in my in my heart, I'm like, is that my father? Because I'm still not healed from my father. You never truly healed, but I'm not. I, I know he's gone, but I I I 
we all go through, the, we know they're gone, we know we have to move on, but are we still not 100%. If I, if I, saw, if I heard a Johnny Cash song, because that was a deep connection. Hurt. I, I, any Johnny Cash song. We were big Johnny Cash guys, my dad and I. I would just cry. That was my first concert. My dad and mom brought me Johnny Cash, Long Island. So Johnny Cash was huge. And I'd just cry. If I see an elderly person being wheeled, I'd instantly cry because in those last days, I'd always wheel them around and clean them. And it, it, was, it was beautiful. So I had all these triggers still. A year and a half goes by every single day. Not completely. We go to Turks and Caicos on a vacation. We're there. I remember it like yesterday. I'm on this be I'm looking at beautiful water. And uh, we're, we're in this area where no one really stays. Um, and I have one of the worst mouth open, worst breakdowns again. Like, uh, and I say, I went, God, I am so sorry that I held on to my father that long. I said, Dad, please, you can go. You can go. I need to grow up. I need to understand this is what life is. I am so sorry I held on to you that long. I, I, I'm going to grow up as a man, as a person. I, uh, I'm okay. When I, I promise you I'm not going to cry anymore. I'm not going to cry. I promise you. I'm just going to laugh, and I'm going to bring your spirit in, and everything's good. Okay, now. It's uh, that week, and it's the first time like I see an elderly person. I don't cry. I'm like, oh, okay. This is, all right, I feel, I'm feeling much better. I, we're at those, I see someone being wheeled at the airport. I feel much better. I go home. Uh, my father-in-law is watching the house. We got cats, and my wife's very specific how you watch the cats and how you clean them. And, I get it. Yeah, I mean. yeah. So I walk in, and he meets us. And he grabs, he grabs my, my bag, walking up the stairs in the foyer, and the first thing he says to me, hey, uh, you know that bird left? I said, what do, you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? He goes, you know the, the cardinal that comes around every day? I noticed in the middle of the week, it was like quiet. And then I've noticed like he, has, he hasn't been around. And I, I was overwhelmed with giddiness because in my heart of hearts, I went, oh, my God. I let my father go. That bird had to. And that bird never. We didn't have a cardinal in our yard. We used to always I never saw it again. No, it's never powerful. saw it Beautiful. again. What's the hawk story? Okay, so uh, I'm on a hike, and I get the spiritual awakening when I see a hawk. Okay? Now, I don't really think much of it, and I go tell my friend. My friend who's on the road with me is comedian Joe Sib. And Joe Sib's California. He's like, dude, did I ever tell you my hawk story? I'm like, no, no, no. Long story short, he's going through a, a spiritual thing. He meets up with a Native American. The Native American brings him on a hike. And through that hike, he explains how the hawk is your spiritual guide. When you see a hawk, you sit, you be silent. That's a spirit visiting you. That's a spirit. It's, it's, it's a guider. Is that your spiritual guidance, right? Now, now I got this story. Now, before I went, this was uh, before I left on this trip, I became friends with a man whose wife passed away. He come into this coffee shop, and he didn't like he didn't want to live anymore. It was really it was very horrible. And he'd come to this coffee shop, and we were working on him. I was working on him, like I'm gonna listen. We tell him stories, trying to heal him. I said, listen, I'm going away for a couple of days. Don't. 
Don't get back into sorrow. We're on, we're on a good path now, right? So we come back, I come back, finding out that the hawk is your spiritual guider and it brings, you know, it's bringing you good. He's crying, I come in the coffee shop, he's crying. He's sobbing. I said, well, God, what, what happened? I thought we were good. And, you know, all the other guys are like, tell, go ahead, Rob, tell Jim what happened. He goes, well, I was, I was driving home and I was thinking of my wife who died and where I was coming down the hill and I saw the most incredible sunset I've ever seen in my lifetime. I almost started crying, it was so beautiful. And it was the outline of a tree in a distance, but on top of the tree was the outline of a hawk. And I said, All right, well, that sounds amazing. That's beautiful. And he goes, I know, but then I thought hawk kills things. So I went, no, no, dude, let me tell you, no. Maybe that was your, maybe that was your wife telling you I'm okay, look at how angelic this is. Look at how beautiful this is. Everything's amazing, right? So now he feels better about my, now I go home, tell my wife, my wife's more Bible, Jesus, okay, in that world. So I tell the story and she's like, you know, you really shouldn't tell stories like that. You should really push Jesus. And I'm like, you know, the guy got healed for a second. Does it really, like, can you really give a little credit here? Like, and she, long story short, she makes me feel uh, not confident about the hawk thing. Then a hawk shows up. Dude, I, I, I'm pissed. I go to the field called Chubb Park in Chester, New Jersey. I grab a, uh, a bucket of baseballs and I start smacking a baseball. I'm like, I know I spiritually touched this guy and I know it was from God. Why would I, why would I talk about hawk and why would I talk to Joe Sib? Why would Joe Sib tell me the spiritual story and then I come home and he sees a hawk and he thinks... And God I, keeps showing you. Dude, so... I'm, Alex, I'm hitting the baseball and I go, God, I, this is like a sitcom. I got the bat in my hand. I go, God, was I not right? For, like, please tell me the hawk thing and I, I did the right thing. I open my eyes and on my kid's life, on my life, there's the biggest hawk sitting about 50 yards from me, just staring at me on a fence. Well, that's the thing. They're super in tune. They're like, they're not even, they're just pure vessels. Like, that's insane. Yeah. But, you know, and other people are like, so you think you have the power to, you know, all this incredible, but yeah. No, we are so deeply connected. Well, I, mean, I said this story over 20, deeply connected, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I mean it's not about me. I'm just a vessel. It's like a hawk. I've, I've been on air for at least... 29 years, but for at least 25, it was after my show, on a local access TV, had a local radio show too. And I'm at this restaurant when it's closing, get a chicken fried steak, drinking an iced tea, and like the walls pulled out. It was like, God's like, here's your mission. This is gonna happen, you're gonna do this. You're gonna trigger this whole awakening of the new world order, you're gonna get persecuted. But after that, it's gonna be even bigger, but you've gotta be ready. And it like, and I've told this for 20 plus years, let's just heard this probably a thousand times. Mm. I, literally, I've told it like every week. Mm -hmm. And it happened. Like, that's God. This is not a game, folks. It, that's what happened to me, COVID. He said, stop being scared. I need, what, Jim, what did I give you? What'd you ask for? You said you wanted to work, you wanted to be on TV. You're on TV. You said one day you wanted to work with Nicholson and, and De Niro and Pesci. You did that. You said you wanted to hang out with the, 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 your favorite team, the Mets. It's true, God gives you everything. It's like, boom, boom. He said, you said you wanted to hold your father to the end. What, oh, I can use a little help. That's what I, and I went, oh my, you know what? Because tell the story. Because God believes in us. We've got to believe yes, in God. Yes, yes.
Wow. And at the end of the day, is it really that difficult to put... No, we're on a planet in space. It's all crazy. It's, it, it's all crazy. It was all built for us as a test. Yes. So we could look out into infinity and photograph hundreds of billions of galaxies and say, what is this? What is it? You think you were supposed to wake up? And it, well, you, know. you just woke up in this because there's nothing going on? <laughs> <laughs> the left tells you, this is nothing. Don't, don't look at it. You're nothing. You're a little worm. No, no. you're not. That's the thing. Something really powerful made you and put you in this for a test. But Alex, that's in my in my belief, what I've been shown, humans, we are the most powerful healers. Uh um we, we the God said I made you in my image. The the power we have that has been stripped away from us in this in this world we live in that was created by whatever it was it wasn't good it was demonic we were fine until the demon showed up and started pushing us into oh you need to go to school like you said i'm gonna just say this it's not this the last place you find god is church i'm not trying to attack churches but these are men on average trying to be god and so where do they go to try to play god i'm sorry it's, it's not a church there are some good churches, but I'll just say it. Your 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 early indictment of that, your father's indictment, is so true. Mm. We can't let that be used against God. Christ said, "That's that's." He said, "Look at the Pharisees up there praying in front of everybody." He goes, "You pray at midnight by yourself." That's right. And there's no money involved. There's no money involved. We should we should have the power to lift each other up spiritually, in a godly manner, to look after each other with no money involved. Whether it's for the church, where well, that's when Christ pulled out his from the whatever, whatever. The, the, he yeah. kicked the money changers over. Right, because to get in the to, to get in the synagogue, they had to pay money. And and, and get, there's nothing that drives me crazier. It makes me foam at the mouth, angry when I see people pretending they're representing God and leading humans in a direction that's going to turn them away. That is the ultimate, well, ultimate imagine your mother. demonic scene. Here's my baby. My His daddy died in World War II. I, I, I want God. I, she's coming to a church to get it. They say, That's no, because right. you're not the right faith. She would have joined it right away. If they gave it to her, they had to tell her, no, you don't get it. Correct. Because guess what? You can't give it. Correct. They don't have it. Correct. Your funky hat doesn't make you the leader. God didn't say, I grant you a hat to be a leader. Now you represent me, the Lord. And I'm not saying there's people out there that aren't no, in it. God works through everything. But I, I'm not going to tell another bird story. It's a little sound made up. I'm going to stop right there. But I really feel like I should. Uh, Please do. You know, I've seen a lot of people. And I've been around a lot of people now that I'm 50 years old. But my dad's dad, like, he'd walk into a room, like, all attention was on him. Black hair, he's part Comanche, big blue eyes, Ooh. super badass, died at 50 years old. So, so or like 55, whatever it was. So I'm like five years old, and he's dying in East Texas, and he died right there while I was there. And, and I go in the room, and he grabs my hand. He says, I love you so much. He died like five minutes later. But he said, I want you to know I'm always going to be with you. So if you hear, like, when you're out in the woods or whatever, behind a bush, a little bird, that's me. And it's so, I think it's just archetypal. There's something about birds. And we didn't read this in a book, folks. We didn't mean to do this. We didn't talk before this, did we? No, we didn't. I, I never met you and in my life. It was just Jerry Jones, my dad's dad, not Dallas Cowboys owner. 
literally said, when you hear a little bird in the bush, I'm always watching, I'm always there. And that was his metaphor. You say whatever you want, but he was led to say that so much, just it's a cherry on top. Well, think of how many times you meet someone and they say something that strikes you so powerfully, but you talk yourself out of that moment. You're like, well, you know, that couldn't really meant anything. Like it hits you. We've been trained to not take those nuggets that can that can enhance you spiritually and get you closer to God. We've been trained that you're only supposed to get it in certain ways. And it's not, it's all right in front of us. And that's us. what the devil is. We're made the image of God, these incredible creatures that have to be demonized and attacked and herded and made to fight each other and told we're crap because it doesn't want us to realize our potential. Correct. What do you think, Jim, the, the mess? Because I, I can think about God's mission for us in this war game, in, in this test, which I think everybody pretty much agrees this is a test. I agree. What is, have you had like dreams about the next level or you, what God I wants do. us to do? I do, and this is what I keep coming to. Just like I said before, I, I, this is a war. It's a, it's a spiritual war. And in, what, they, what the devil did is do everything in his power to divide so he can conquer. And as we move forward, as angry as we get, as, as forceful as we want to be, we have to look at, I feel like we have to look at all the victims. Like, I, I'm not going to lie. When I still see someone wearing a mask, I'm like, <sighs> we shouldn't be mad. They're, they're a victim. They're a, they, are, they are casualties of this world psychological war. I've told listeners, I said, we should not make fun of these people. And I still do it myself, but it's like they are just, it's disgusting. It's, it's horrifying. But as we move forward, I truly believe unless you are presenting a godly spiritual speech, uh, plan, political statement, you are not the one. Like, did, did we have to address them with love. Correct. Love, understanding, and laughter. We got to humble ourselves with laughter. Well, let me say this. I've been trying to get you on for two years. You've been too, you were busy. Gonna, I think the plan, I know the planet's aligned today. This was meant to happen. Oh, I know it was. We're going to have a discussion about political correctness and, and, and clips and fun stuff, but this, is, this has all been really amazing. Well, I, I can't thank you enough. And well, I, we're still going for a while longer. But yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just saying, do you, you sense that? A hundred percent. I didn't know what I was getting into today. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't know where we were going to go. I didn't know what was going to Well, I pledged you everything I told you is true. And that's when I knew God was 100% real because I'm being influenced by the devil. And the, and the devil's, you know, uh, you know it, it was attacks. The devil was running, being attacked constantly. And then physically, like, you know, the strength to, like, overpower men much bigger than me and stuff. And it was it was literally demonic. The thing in the mirror, all that stuff, it was, it's insane what happened. Super hot college chicks when I'm, like, 14, taking me to houses. And, like, you know, like, eyes wide shut, stuff running out of it. You know, there's no cell phones. Anymore. in a farmhouse getting picked up. And I'm like, oh, fine, devil, you showed me you're real. God hasn't shown me he's real. Show me and I'll join you. And my dad is picks up on it and comes and saves me. You know, I mean, it, it's like, it was like that moment, like, whoa. You know, don't you don't you feel that sense, though? Like, I remember when you when you tap into those senses, there were probably like a thousand angels there, not for me, but the mission I was going to carry out. They were like making that happen.
I, I God literally did that. Made my dad get out of bed, go out in the middle of the street, houses way down the road. Never he knew I went on top of some house at night. Go find me. He was let. I mean, it's like God's real, man. I know. It's like a butterfly knows how to get, you know, hatched in Mexico, fly to Canada, fly all the way back to the same tree. What is I mean, that? It's God. What can you, what do you, is that science? No. What is that? They can never, ever define that. But what we should be doing as a culture, I agree, you don't is need dialing to. into that. Yes. Everything should be about that. If you were taught that from school, to, to, it's almost like when you watch, um, it, when you watch Star Wars, uh, one of my all-time favorite scenes, I don't know word for word, uh, Yoda is, is teaching children class. Yeah. And I don't know, Obi -Wan, a young Obi-Wan comes in, he lost a, he lost a planet, right? And he comes, I don't remember which one it is. He comes in, he's like, you know, I, uh, I know this galaxy exists, but I went to the main archive and they don't, I just, I, they, it, she said it doesn't exist, but I know it exists because, and he went, children, young Obi-Wan has lost a, a, a galaxy. And they said, look, there's a gravitational pull here. It's here. It's hidden here. Well, yeah. And the kids said, well, that means someone, you know, well, someone must have erased it from the archives. And, and then they said exactly where us. But it, he said something like, ah, the, the, the mind of the child, so pure, so still innocent, so incredible. And it's just like that. It's like that Super Tramp song. Uh, what the heck song is that? Where, when I was young, the birds are singing and everything seems so wonderful. So, what is it called? Let's come back from break with a logic song. Oh my God! My daughter just sent me the score, and it's so because they're with God then. Yeah, it was. So they haven't simple. been pulled you away. Attached to, and that's why they're targeting him now. Yeah, so you take a child at that age, put him in school, put him in class, throw him in Oh, he doesn't concentrate. Give him a pill. <laughs> now he shall learn what we shall structure them, and they will be enslaved forever. <laughs> it's that simple. Well, I tell the story again because it's totally real. Not a minute later, not two minutes later. As I go, fine, devil, show me you're real. My dad grabs my hand. Come on. On the second, like, boom. And he goes, God loves you. Jesus loves you. We care about it. And he didn't know what I was doing. It was, I was like, it's the most incredible point in my life. Yes, and afterwards, you freak and it keeps you up for hours. Like, what was that? What, what you're trying to understand what that was. You know what it was. I'm in the moonlight with my dad in his underwear on top of a house. And he's like, come on, let's go to bed. You and know what it you're was. You're just sitting there. It's like, what is this? Yes, you, but you know what it was, except for we're not taught that. But again, just like God sends a bird to show us he's real, he literally woke my dad up, woke, in fact, I'm gonna ask my dad, he's never been on air before, he's very private, super zen, like guru, like next level. I'm gonna ask him to come on the air and tell a story. I've never- That would so, be amazing. It's so embarrassing, I never even asked him a story. No, I told, I told a, a good friend of mine, they were, one was a psychologist, the other one was a theologist. No. And they laughed at me when I told the bird story. They were like, so you, and I remember him going, you're, so you think your energy and the bird, you think you have the power that you're talking about your dad. And he was laughing at me, cut to, this person lost it. Well, you want to tell the story in a little bit? Don't come back from right. Yeah, yeah. But there's power in your father loving you. That's interdimensional. 100%. It's a vortex. 100%. We'll be right back. Jim Brewer's our guest. Oh. Over the top. Over the top. Back in three minutes. We started producing over two years ago with a top independent video game maker, New World Order Wars. 
and it got behind. We added a lot of stuff to it. We updated it. It's already a hit game. People love it. We put it out at alexjonesgame.com. Then Steam waited months, the, the, the number one online video game platform, to approve it, and they approved it a week ago, and it went live yesterday, right when the Jeffrey Epstein list broke, and it was the top story in the world. That is God's hand on this. So as Garth Brooks says, some of God's greatest gifts are unanswered prayers. I wanted this out a year ago, but it came out with perfect timing. It's an incredible game. People love it. It's got a voiceover I did for it. It's amazing. Get it at alexjonesgame.com. You can play it there on the site, but click on the link to Steam so you can go to their site and get it and download it to all your devices. Get it at Steam right now. We'll put links on the screen and under it below right here at Infowars.com. Get the video game. Change the world. I think we can all agree that this new video game from Alex Jones looks fantastic. God, this is so well made. This is absolutely genius. I went online and bought it and played it and it's fun as hell. That's crazy. This is awesome. Holy shit. I love it. The game is amazing. You can purchase the game right here on alexjonesgame.com. alexjonesgame.com. Just in time for Christmas, it's the Alex Jones video game. I can't believe how hilarious and fun this looks. I did not have sexual relations with that saxophone. I'm definitely going to play it. I'm going to buy it. Check the game out. It's epic. It's a conversation starter. It's definitely funny as hell. Defeat big tech cucks. <laughs> no way. Oh, I destroyed him. I beat him. I thought you did computers, Liptard. Is it too late for an entry into Jeff Keighley's Game Awards? I'm buying the game. Game of the year? Clearly. I mean, uh, clearly. This is not what I was expecting. I love this. Because this is what I want the well, world. God's in control. Yes, I love this. This is good. This is really good. People need this. People need this right now to know the power they have within them. And I'm not being religious. I'm being real. You, we have the resources, which is why... Your brain is occupied 24 seven. There's a reason why. Here's a computer. Here's a school. Here's the news. Here's entertainment. Here's a, you, you wake up, your, your TV's on, your radio's on, you're on your phone, you're in your classroom, you're at the work, then you come home. You will never, ever take, when we had time to just be being spiritual, healing, powerful beings. And connect. 
that's what's been all oh, these savage these savages with their feathers and, and these Amazon backwoods people. Who's more backwoods? Them or the ones going, let's release another disease and they'll need a needle. That's some cynical, pure demon evil mind. We need to go to war. Anyone that screams we need to murder, we need to kill, Sorry, that comes from a demon point of view, period. We're a demon or godly? Godly a demon. And I don't care if you're- No, team human or, or team demon. Keep going. Exactly. If you're, if, I, I, if you're a Democrat and you just hate Trump, but you will blindly follow your party or any side- That's an Eddie Bravo thing. Team human, team demon. Yes, I like that. Every, Eddie Bravo's genius. Good guy. Dude, he's funny. He had a sketch idea. I laughed so damn hard. I'll let him tell it. I could, he has. No, he won't mind if you tell it. He's got, he, he wanted to do, and I, and I got frustrated because I don't, I don't have a show and I wanted, I'm like, where do you do this? He wanted to do a sketch called the Illuminati Award Show. It was so funny. We should get him here in a few months. I'll pay, for, we'll, have, we'll have it here. Bro. Ask, We're gonna do the Illuminati Award Show. I would, I would, I could, can I play? I haven't heard about it, but I'm guessing what it is. Bro, it's, Hilarious. And the nominees go for like the greatest, the greatest disease you try to pull off. The war warmonger. Yes, all of it. <laughs> you have Schlau. What do you make? Is it happened a few years ago, but happened again like this week. The award shows now in Hollywood, the comedians get up and go, You're degenerate pedophiles because they get their done. Hollywood's collapsed. What, what do you see about the power structure collapsing right when they were supposed to have all their control? All right. Well, that this is a deeper. I, I'm under the impression, listen, when, I don't even know where to start there. Uh, I feel the first, uh, what was it, Weinstein? Weinstein? No. Whether you hate Trump or love Trump, I saw it at, now this is just, this is just a long distance view of what I used to watch, what, what I watched. No, no one cared about politics till he showed up. When I say no one, the average person, like, oh, you voted for so-and-so? I can't stand them. All right, well, are we going to dinner? That was the first time where, where I saw such hatred. The general public got engaged. Such hatred. So what I would do was just watch from a distance because I'm not emotionally involved with conservative and liberal and, and, and Republican. I'm not, I'm not, I don't join teams. I'm not emotionally invested in it because... All teams have bad players. I'm not going to follow a team just because I've got the jersey and I've been a Democrat since I was. That's to me. That's such a small-minded thing to do to yourself. So, with that said, in my head, I saw him. Do I believe that people just here? Here's going to run for president. You got to be crazy if you think that. I mean, it's a fact that you're appointed. Like, okay, we need you to run for president. Now, when he came along. All I can think about was, I just kept listening to what he kept saying over and over and over. Fake news, sex scandal, fake news, sex scandals, sex scandals, fake news. And some of the things he was saying, you know, with the, with, with, with the trafficking, no one talks about, he put human trafficking out there. We're going to go after human trafficking. We're going after sex trafficking. Which we now know is huge. 
huge. He put it out there. And there's a lot of things we've all known for a long time. Now, whether you hate him or not, it doesn't matter. But that's the first time when he, when Weinstein first went down, went, oh, oh, because he was going in. He would say, add De Niro. He ain't that good. And people are like, whoa, whoa, Glenn Close. Whoa, whoa, she's won a lot of awards. He went after a system that's been in control since the beginning of time. And whether you, you know, people are like, nothing's happening. When you look at the foundation of, let's just say, news, corporate news media, if corporate news, if seven, if before Trump, they said, there are nine foot aliens in Miami, we'd all be like, oh my God, there's aliens. Ah! And now we're like, wait a minute, what? Wait, get, get the, because nobody believes. So in just the small amount of time that he came, and it's just America, it's the world, it's the web where this system that was built for, this is how powerful truth can be. And I'm saying I'm not saying Trump. No, I agree. Trump was man. like the, the the bellwether of the signpost that the system's dead. The system's dead. The the news went from you don't believe everything we see to I don't know anyone that watches the news and goes, can you believe what? Because it. I agree though. So they know and that Hollywood is same. Does any, this is the first time in history where everyone's questioning every superstar, every major athlete. I mean, who heard of the Illuminati? And there's an exodus. So how do they strike back? What are they going to do? I, that I that I have no clue. I heard the alien invasions. I've heard I've heard uh, I've heard everything. And I, I agree with you, uh, Mr. Burr. We're at the end of their system. And instead of thinking they're all powerful, we should just dial into God and create the new system. Correct. It's a new, it's a time for a new story, and the new story. Let's make it beautiful. Let's make it. You are you are. What is it, what is it? Human or what does Eddie Bravo say? Team human or team demon? Yeah. You're either or what? Team human or team demon? And that's it's really that simple. I was on the almost three weeks ago, and he said, "I know what you call. They want to depopulate. They want to kill civilization." I said, "How about team human?" He said, "Yeah, that's a good name." Team human or your team demon. If I don't care if he's your president, I don't care if they come out and say, we are going to kill, you're on team demon. If you come out We're going to start a war, team demon. You're team demon. We're going to cut the farmers off, team demon. You're team demon. Case it's closed. real simple. Like, exactly. It's that simple. You're either team demon or team human. But the problem, what, what they've gone away with for so long is they- they go after the innocent, which is the climate change and all that. They go, well, I everyone that's anti-gun. They anti teach children to hate themselves like they're killing the earth. Right, but even, even people that believe in the climate, oh, you're a climate denier? No, I'm a questioner. Um, they go after your vulnerability and your heart. So even now, I don't get mad at anyone going, climate change is real, and if we don't start building... Okay, so what happened in the 70s when they said... if if I Global freezing. If I said... If I no, did, they said in 2000... They said in 1990, it'll all be frozen. Rain, by, right. It'll be... We'll, we'll be... Correct. Underwater by 2000. They used Spock. Remember Spock? 
They had him in the documentary. <laughs> in 10 years, it'll be all the Ice Age will come back. Now think. Guys, pull up Leonard, Leonard Nimoy in 1972. Leonard Nimoy predicts new Ice Age. Yeah, it's perfect. Now think. And Al Gore said in 2000, 2000, in three years, we're underwater. Now, none of it was true. Yes. Now, think of this, though. Think of how much airtime they got. Think of how much billions of dollars of your money, my money, your money that you're working for every day. Think of how much buildings they created, how many universities they made, how much funding of your money went into that. Because it gives them control. And they made horrible mistakes. On purpose. Guys, pull up. <laughs> Leonard Nimoy predicts Ice Age. Here it is. Get it ready. Get it ready with this audio. This is hilarious. Roll it. Roll it. Roll it. This. If we are faced eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork be... regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. During the lifetime of our grandchildren. Arctic cold and perpetual snow could turn most of the inhabitable portions of our planet into a polar desert. In 1977, the worst winter in a century struck the United States. And they called in the 70s for a U.N. treaty. Then they switched in 1990 to global warming. Now it's just climate change. Well, I agree with climate change. It's always changing. It changes every day. That's what climate does. They use brilliant words to mess with your head. Climate change. Yeah, climate change. And to make you think you're bad because you exist, give them authority over your life. Wait, if someone came in and said, hey, man, I did this project. I paid you to go do a study, and you came back, and not only were you wrong, which, yes, 100% they did on purpose. Not only were you wrong is my first thing to go, okay, here's another billion dollars. Go... Go, go, you made that one wrong, but go figure out the next one. So you went from freezing to now we're all going to... It's all about there's a crisis, give your authority to us. It's fear. What, sire, what else can we get the people to fear so we can control them for destinies and centuries? What do you think of King Charles saying we need a military operation to cut off carbon that'll kill billions? <laughs> I, team Demon. Team Demon. All right, I played this before you came on. I'm not asking you to do it, but if you want to. Can you do the bird bit again? Or ah, ah, climate change, climate change. Ah, climate change is real. You're a denier. Denier. Ah, new strand. New strand. New strand. Ah, another vax. Need a vax. Ah. That is what humanity is. We're and then the oxygen. seal's like, I took the shot. Oh, oh, the seal. Hey, who wants to go to the ball game? And we get the seal to flap its flipper because he loves going to his ball game. You want to be educated, don't you? Here, you take the shot and you'll be educated. Jim, Jimber, I'm going to be honest with you. I've been on air 29 years in April 30. I, I actually think this is the best thing we've ever done. I'm really? not lying. I, uh, Come on. Oh, you've done a lot of stuff. Is this not top 10? What do you think? I, anytime we go in the direction we went today, anytime I can talk faith, God, real spirit, like real honest stuff, I'm not trying to sell it. It's just I'm, we're trying to help humanity. Tell me your top 100. I would give you, I'll give you top five. Top five, maybe top three. I'm not just saying that. I maybe feel it today. Maybe top two. I feel it today. Maybe top two. I had a real good one. Maybe top 
maybe top ever. No, but seriously, I, I, we, I was going to have you add a whole list of your comedy clubs. We we're talking about censorship. And then you're like, talking about, I never, I've been trying to get you on for years. And it's all about God, man. It, it's, it's above the system. Well, because so when we think above the system, whether you believe in God or not, our founders, a bunch of them were atheists, but they were like, but government's God. If we make it God, we make God in charge because that makes the people in charge. Well, I got to be honest with you. I, like I said, I didn't know what I was walking into. I didn't know. I have conspiracy thoughts. Yeah, let me I, ask. We never talked before you came here. I've been asking you on for years to my producer. What did you think was going to happen here? Um, I thought maybe we'd go. I, I thought it'd be more um, news related and what's my thoughts and what's the real deep theory that you think of that? What, what do I think of the Hasidic Jews that they just found in the tunnels and they were running in tunnels? No, that's what, crazy. Like coming out of the tunnel? Yeah, yeah. What do I think? Well, like, they got envy. It's like in, it's like in uh, Dr. Strangelove whenever we have the mine shaft cap. Like, well, the Russians have underground tunnels. We got to have them. I think that's what it is. I don't know. And I, I don't they had envy of Hamas's tunnels. I, I have no clue what this is, but uh, it's, it's fascinating. So I thought it was going to be more of that, and I was, I was ready. I'm like, oh, I can go. I can go. I have my theories. If he wants to go, he's going to go 9-11. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to put it out there. But I think he already knows how I feel. I thought it was going to be more of that. And like I said, before I walked in here, I was in the green room and I said, God, please, whatever you want to come out, please. What people really need to hear, please. And I and I, I did that because I only met you once you were on the set two minutes before you. I know, I just made it. And I literally myself said, I said, God, just whatever this is, do it. I will, t and I'll be honest with you. And I don't know what you're what you're like with him. This has only happened maybe one other time with me, and that was uh, towards the end of a Glenn Beck interview, and it was very powerful. And I was able to put I was able to put out, and it, he he too I didn't meet, I never met him. We just sat down, went, and towards the end, and at the end of it, he said, "Jim, please tell me you're going to do a whole thing on this. This is I people need." People need to hear what you just talked about with God and the funny and the powerful, the, the stories. And so to come here, and I'm and I'm not gonna lie to you, Alex, I'm in a I'm in a transition. And what I mean a transition is this pulls me more. I love doing comedy. I love making people laugh. And I and I know God wants me to be funny. But he wants me also to put these, to, to people need to be connected. So let me, I, I, I was about to say this before. So I this is very powerful. I, I knew what you'd say because I'm in the same spirit. Yeah. Everybody got a little touch of God to prove God was there. God just wants to show you. And God kind of cheats because he gives us free will, but he kind of cheats and shows us he's there. He's our father. But now things are so close. The quickening's here. I've had probably 10 experiences like this in 30 years on air. Mm. And I've had five of them the last month. Wow. So, so what's happening is the quickening. I it's going to get where it's every day, every hour, every minute. I hope so. Can you imagine when you're like every second? No, that'd be like, amazing because no, it's they, a they, good they, feeling. Well, they claim AI is going to give us all, oh, omnipresent. No, 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 no. As soon as they make these moves against us, God's going to go, boom, because it's Newtonian physics. For every action, there's an opposite equal reaction. So as evil rises, mm. good rises. Mm. You see what I'm talking about? I do, and I actually even, I, I, and I know I keep comparing with Star Wars. That's a good analogy. 
I do believe it, I never. Well, Joseph Campbell, it's, it's union psychology, which is the basis of of of, of archetypes. It's, it's a good it's a good yardstick. Well, I, it's that force. It's the force where you're able to move. To, we are. You are able. I'm able to go home. I know I am. Go home. And like I need Alex to feel this. And if it's on that chat, we'll feel it. We'll understand it. It's like when you have a, a someone you haven't talked to in a while. You're like you know. I really should call this person. I, I've done this. Well, I'll, I'll think of someone I could feel And the point is, there's hurt. a lot of people, the, the dark side knows this. Yes. And their whole job is to keep the light side from knowing it. Yes. Because I'll run into this like, you know, and the level call is schizophrenic, but they don't because they know it's true. Some leftist pulls up behind me and tries to push hate at me. I just go, I love you. They just shut down immediately. I, I, I And that's what I do. I go, I love you. I just you. go, hey, man. Boom, you're trying to stab me in the heart. Go ahead and do it. Because these demons attacking your sleep, just go stab me right now. And Let's just do it. They don't hate you. They, they hate God. Fear, they hate their own fear of opening up themselves to, to face Exactly, because they block God off. They hate what's in you. Correct. And, and so when they attack me, like, I, I've learned this. Like, any attack I go through, I know is part of God's plan, so it only makes us more successful. Correct. So I'm like... This is a, like the Bible says, your attacks are blessings. And I'm like 15 reading that. I'm like, this sounds like crap. <laughs> yes. I'm like, now it's like, wow. Oh God. I'm like, yes. wow, this is really bad. Yes. Something really good's about to happen. It always does. It's no, like, wow, this really hurts God. God's like, yeah, well, get ready. You're a thousand, you're a thousand percent correct. As a matter of fact, my wife, who, like I said, she, she goes to church. She's more, she'll give me little nuggets. And again, we don't, we don't go on the same path. But she'll give me nuggets. I'd say you're on the same path or different different points of it. Yeah, yeah, we're on the parallel. She's on Route 42, I'm on Route 53, and we're running parallel. But I'm like, hey, I'm taking a walk through the woods, and she's going to the church, and she, whatever, whatever she's doing. Um, That's where I go to find God's the woods. Yes, I love going to... I well, you're here, you're next back. I'll take you. I know spots on the green belt. Nobody knows. We'll go for a walk in the woods. I'd love that. Let's do it together. I'd love that. You name the time. I got to... I got places nobody knows about. I'll make time. To I live in them. All right. At least two hours a day. That's my recharge. That's, we need that. Big secret. Yes, we all need that. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. I was going to say, she, she'll give me nuggets to when we're attacked. I, there's always little petty attacks in your life that we can make either bigger. Like I'm going through something very minor right now. Very minor. Being attacked, it's an unnecessary energy. Just make it a joke. You can do it just from that, making a joke, and all some people are like, oh, damn. That's what's all my enemies. I go, your attacks will become material. Yes. Yes, that's what happens to me. It's nonstop material. It never, never ends. Yeah. We got a few minutes left. One of the best interviews I've ever done, Jim Brewer. People can visit you on your website, jimbrewer.com. Uh, amazing. Uh, closing two-minute comment. I got to say, this is one of the the greatest experiences that I've ever had. Me too. I want to I thank you for that. Um, I shared stuff I never did before. I did too. And I think we all, we're going to go into, the, the madness is going to really kick it in. The distractions are going to kick it in. And I truly, truly believe until we find Team Human, where we can find that humanity together in one another, stop talking politics, stop talking this, stop to, it's all professional wrestling on a whole different level that you're never gonna understand. 
It's either, are you morally doing the right thing? Are you a teen human? We need to connect and start looking after each other spiritually and in a humane way to start moving forward. Or else we are doomed. We are doomed. But I do believe the world knows this. They feel it. And they're already on it. I really believe that. I believe good, amazing things are happening. I agree. It's, it's a fact. The quickening's here. Yep. For evil and good. For every op action, there's an opposite equal reaction. We're part of that. Yeah, it's and amazing to be alive. if we accept the power God's given us and just humbly do our job, we're going to win. Oh, I, I truly believe that. A thousand percent. And I may not be here to see it, but I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Because I know eventually it'll happen. Well, that's why you're so funny, because you're tuned into the source. You got to be. It's not that hard to, to tune in. You just got to give it a little, just give it a little energy. Give the same energy you're going to watch the game this weekend. Well, th this is God's game, and God gives us free will and loves to see good win. We're going to win. We're going to win. We're already winning. We're winning. This was a big victory. Jimber, I'm impressed. All right, we got a, a fourth-hour guest coming in. I forget who it is. Always <laughs> great. Always. Maria Z uh, is taking over from uh, New Zealand and Australia. Jim Brewer, Thank you, I love you. Love you too, We're going to talk after the show ends. War Room in one hour. Owen Schroer is on a well-deserved week of uh, rest. So uh, either Chase Geyser or Harrison Smith doing it. This is going to go up on X. It's going to get 50 million views. <laughs> we cannot hide away from human population growth. The negative impact of population growth on all of our planetary ecosystems is becoming appallingly evident. The problem is that the population is growing the fastest where people are less able to deal with it. All these things we talk about wouldn't be a problem if there, were, if there was the size of population that there was 500 years ago. When we invest in clean energy and electric vehicles and reduce population... And reduce population? So let's look at each one of these and see how we can get this down to zero. Nobody has the balls to come out and say it and just say, look, 85% of you have to go. Uh, probably one of these numbers is going to have to get pretty near to zero. Now uh, that's back from high school algebra, but let's let's take a look. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future? Just team humanity? Yeah, team humanity. Absolutely. That sounds like, that sounds good. You just literally have to have kids, or there's no there's no next generation. You know, I'm super pro-human, like for for, for for team humanity here, and um, and I just think we want to make sure that people have a positive view of the future and, and don't predict the future be the future yes good who came up with this but the best way to predict the future is to create it yes we, we got to make a good showing team human i recently had a chance to talk to elon musk live on air for more than two and a half hours and he talked about how the globalists want to destroy civilization and depopulate humanity and how evil that is and how he's had 11 children to challenge that it was incredible and he said, I don't know what we should call this movement. I said, why don't we call it Team Humanity? And he agreed with me. Now, I've been talking about Team Humanity. It's my concept to counter the globalists saying humanity's horrible and evil and bad for a long time. But now more than ever with Elon Musk behind it, if all of you get behind it, we can build momentum against King Charles and Klaus Schwab and Bill Gates and Jane Goodall and the New World Order that wants us all to hate ourselves and turn off our life force and crawl into our graves and leave the planet for them. We're not going to do that. So we have a limited edition 
two different versions, Team Humanity shirts at InfoWarsStore.com that are historic, that are limited edition, and are fundraiser shirts to keep InfoWars in the critical year of 2024 on the air. We're reaching tens of millions of new people a day just because of X. And I'm so thankful to Elon Musk and so thankful to all of you in the core of the InfoWar that have kept us on air. So get the shirt, support the InfoWar, and know that you are on Team Humanity. Everybody else runs around and spends hundreds of dollars for a football jersey. For a football team, okay, fine. But this is the jersey for Team Humanity. This really counts. Get your Team Humanity shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Thank you for listening. Take care and God bless.